to the Wednesday Night Tailgate, where the tailgate party never ends. I'm your host, Drill Sarnzi, and boy, do we have an exciting show for you this week as we're going to dive into what happened in Week 9 in the NFL, what many consider an amazing upset, but I don't hear on the Wednesday Night Tailgate, and we'll also get into what's going to go on in Week 10. But before I do that, I cannot do this show all by myself. I must bring on my tag team partners for this evening. You listen to him right here on the Wednesday Night Tailgate for all the F-bombs he is about to drop, and they will be epic. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Mike fucking Roick. We heard a baby, and then no Roick. Mike, are you okay? All right. Well, let's say we're having some technical difficulties with Ruick, but I must bring on our other tag team partner, the newest addition to the team. You listen to him on his own podcast. I'm going to tell it like a T.I. is, is the Jai Shields. What is up, Jai? What is going on, Drill Sergeant? How we doing on this Wednesday night? I'm great. How are you, man? Can't complain. The Bengals, uh, uh-oh. The Bengals what? finally uh, won a game for a change, albeit against trash, but uh, not a busy week thus far, but I'm doing okay. Yeah. Uh, and I think we have Mike fucking Ruick back. Hey, I think me and my daughter are competing for who's going to talk next. What's going on, guys? Not much, man. How you doing? Oh, wonderful. Good to talk to you, Good to Ruick. talk to you, John. Yeah, me and my daughter are just uh, hanging out. <sighs> you know. Good. Got to spend that quality time, right? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Trying to put her to sleep. Come on, Finn. I see. You got the. You guess you got the little music going too. Oh yeah, wonderful, wonderful, wonderful. Oh, she's close. Right. My daughter has the biggest like FOMO out of every any kid that I've ever seen in my life. She's literally five months old today, and she is. She has one eye closed, one eye open, sucking on a pacifier, rocking in her swing, and staring at me, like I'm not going to sleep. Fuck you, Dad. Never, never fun when that happens. <laughs> never fun. Yes. So, what else isn't fun is Mike Rook's buddy Frank Reich was fired Fire! earlier this week, and in uh, I think a shock to everybody, Jeff, you know, ESPN analyst, former Pro Bowl center Jeff Saturday hired as the head coach with zero coaching experience um i'm gonna let you go first jai first thoughts on reich getting fired first off frank reich deserved to go uh they the colts you look at them to statistically they had one of the worst offenses statistically in the national football league albeit he uh walked out of there with a, a with a record above 500 bottom line is that the Colts were 3 5 and 1 they want to road to nowhere they have a tough schedule down the road when you can't beat the Houston Texans you lose to the Jacksonville Jaguars and you, and you just have a, a disgusting beginning to a season losing into losing the inferior competition playing in the worst division in all of the AFC, a division that many people, I myself included, predicted Indianapolis Colts to win and you couldn't get the job done, whether it was uh, – whether you can – and we listen, we understand how terrible Carson Wentz was in the back end of last season for him. They got him out of there. They brought in Matt Ryan. And it was the same old damn result. So 
the issues with this organization isn't entirely on Frank Reich, but he didn't do himself any favors with the way Indianapolis started out uh, this season through the first half of the year. And, you know, Frank Reich will get another coaching opportunity again. You know, he, he got to the, he got the Colts to the playoffs in 2020 finished with an above 500 record with the Indianapolis Colts' first head coaching uh, 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 job. So, you know, it, it's it's on Frank Reich, but it is but he isn't 100% to blame. It's more or less, you know, 50-40-10. He, I think, goes in the 40% range. But, you know, Frank Reich, he'll, again, he'll live, he'll survive, he'll get another job again. But when you put up the results that the Colts have in the first half of the season against the inferior competition that they played coming off of the coming off of their week 18 devastating loss, all they had to do was beat the Jacksonville Jaguars and get into the playoffs and he couldn't fail to do that. He's going to he's going to be the one that's going to get the boot first before. I mean, it was Wentz first and then they got rid of Wentz and then he was next to uh, get the uh, guillotine next. So that's all there is to it. Yeah. Bruch, your thoughts on your buddy Frank Reich getting canned by the Colts midway through the season. And he's still on mute. Um, So here, I'll comment off what you said, John. I think, you know, agreeance. Reich needed to go, but I will say this. Chris Ballard and the organization did him no favors in the quarterback department in, in they didn't. you know, bringing in retreads, Phillip Rivers, Carson Wentz, and then Matt Ryan, who have all been absolutely terrible. They've Got been it. in a, a, a tailspin at the QB position ever since Andrew Luck just out of nowhere retired on them. Um, so I can't blame it all on Reich when you're bringing in these garbage. And then he was forced to start Sam Ellinger. Sam Ellinger, who is a, like a great value right-handed version of Tim Tebow out there, looks absolutely horrendous at quarterback. I, I don't know what we're going to see. But, Ruick, now that you're uh, you're back, what yeah. thoughts on your buddy Reich getting canned? Uh, he's going to be fine. He'll, he'll find another coaching position. He's not – I don't think he's head coach material. Yeah, I think he's proven that the talent around him kind of carried him for a while, but I mean, the organization didn't help him out in the slightest bringing in Carson Wentz, bringing in Phillip Rivers, bringing in, you know, Matt Ryan, all quarterbacks that two of them are, are probably on their last year. We know that Phillip Rivers was Matt Ryan. Definitely. Carson Wentz just fucking sucks. So, yeah. You know, we'll see. We'll see what's going on. I mean, like like, like we talked about, bringing in, you know, a, a head coach in Jeff Saturday, which is shocking. Shocking. How many other guys on that staff have coached before? I think I've heard, Fo- right, isn't Fox and Gus Bradley both John Fox, on that Gus staff? Bradley. So I know they yep. both have head coaching experience mm-hmm. in the NFL. I, I I don't get it, but whatever. I mean, I guess he'll just be the interim coach. But in all honesty, I really do think, you know, I said it in our morning, man, you know, you tune into that channel 82 on, uh, you know, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern, Monday through Friday. Jim Irsay is a drunk. I think he hit the bottle a little too hard and just, you know, put some feelers out instead of looking what's around him. Just went, hey, you know. Let's hire Jeff Saturday. He was a good center. What the fuck does he know about play calling? 
I'm sure he can die. I'm sure he can diagnose who's the will and who's the Mike linebacker. Right. But other than that, <laughs> you know, and yelling at Peyton Manning on the sidelines, that's, that's really about it. We think about Saturday, uh, Jai, the hiring of Saturday. The, there's a two part component to Jeff, to the hiring of Jeff Saturday. And Rook, you're absolutely right. Uh, Jim Ursay, drunk, coke addict, you know, so he not a, I, I think I said it on my show. The elevator doesn't go all the way up to the top when you talk about Jim Ursay. That's just all there is to it. And his family isn't exactly uh, beloved in my neck of the woods for obvious reasons. Uh, so that's the, that's the first thing. Second thing is there's two schools of thought with the Jeff Saturday hire. There's the first school of thought that Jeff Saturday, you know, show went the, I don't know if you could call it a nepotism route, but he went in the route that's, uh, that's most comfortable with him picking somebody who play, who used to play for him, who he likes and who I guess he's close to, to be the next head coach of his football team bypassing, bypassing, you know, other, uh, uh, experienced head coaches in the National Football League, black and white, bypassing assistant coaches on his coaching staff, using that loop, using that Rooney Rule loophole because the Rooney Rule doesn't apply when it comes to finding interim head coaches, only full-time ones. When you're looking for a full-time head coach, it doesn't apply uh, for the, you know, for, you know, to, to find interim head coaches. So that's the one school of thought that, that this is, you know, good old boys club NFL owners looking out for each other and screw the, uh, and screw the, the, uh, the black assistant head coach or the black head coach of NFL seasons past who wants an opportunity, screw the other assistant coaches on his staff that may want an opportunity that there's that school of thought. And then there's another school of thought that I really haven't heard a lot of people bring up. What if Jeff said, what if Ursay hired Jeff Saturday on purpose for the, for the Indianapolis Colts to tank? What if he willingly went out of his way to hire a coach that had zero, zero, uh, head coaching experience on the college or the NFL level, never been an assistant, never held a clipboard, or NFL sidelines, nothing. His NFL experiences, of course, when he played as a center with the Colts, a cup of coffee with the Green Bay Packers, and then, of course, analyzing it on TV for ESPN. That is it. So maybe he said, you know what? Let me not pick Reggie Wayne. Let me not pick, uh, 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 what's the, Gus Bradley. Let me not yep. pick um, John, John Fox. Fox because, if, because if they want an opportunity to coach the National Football League again, it's going to look bad on their resume. You know, wins and loss. Losses count not only you know with the schedule on with the on, with the uh, with the teams or excuse me on a team schedule and wins and losses in terms of where a team stacks up in the standings wins and losses also count when it comes to head coaching resumes so you figure if Reggie Wayne plans on being an NFL head coach in the future why would I destroy his resume before he gets started and t- and t- and tarnish and tank uh, you know the the little reputation he has because. This is his first 
uh, coaching position of any kind in the NFL. Why ruin that if Gus Bradley and John Fox, who have kind of, you know, been there, done that, and bought the T-shirt, who are over the hill as far as with their head coaching career is concerned in the National Football League, if they, for whatever the reason, feel like that they can get one more or two more opportunities, why tank that by giving them a garbage team that's going nowhere, that's 3-5-1, it's got a hard-ass schedule, and will lose 10 games before you before you blink an eye. Why, with this garbage roster, Sam Ellinger stinks. Their offensive line got blitzkrieged by the Patriots on Sunday, gave up nine sacks. Why ruin a reputation or a resume for someone who really wants to become an NFL head coach within the near future compared to giving it to somebody who I like, who I'm comfortable with, with Jeff Saturday, have him try it out. What the hell, middle of the season, see if he likes it. And if he doesn't like it, you know what? He'll never coach again, and he'll go right back to ESPN. Come, uh, you know, before the draft, before the draft comes. So there's two schools of thought. There's the arrogance and the short-sightedness, and the good old boys' club mindset of Jim Irsay. That's the first thing, and then the second thing is maybe Irsay figured, "Hey, what's the point of me trying to get a head coach?" and trying to break my balls and getting a decent head coach, why not get one with no experience, tank and get a top five draft pick and hope one of these quarterbacks that are, uh, you know, one of these quarterbacks that are coming out of the, uh, that are coming out, that are part of this year's draft class come next spring. And let me see if I can potentially get a top five, if not uh, get a worse enough record, hard to do with three wins, but get a worse enough record and the tie. So also as well. Let me see if I can get a first overall uh, draft pick position and get a quarterback and essentially start from scratch. Yeah, I, I think it's more the tank because I think this is un- we're in unprecedented territory. I've never seen a coach get fired midseason and then you bring in someone completely different out of nowhere. It's usually someone on the staff gets elevated just because they've been there, you know. But wasn't but wasn't he a special teams coach? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You yeah. see somebody like like that just or Lovey Smith or yeah, Caldwell. <laughs> you get elevated to finish the season because you have familiarity with the team and you know what's been going on with the team instead of bringing in someone brand new. Like if Jeff Saturday was hired at, after the season was over. You know, would we scratch our heads a little bit? Yes, but I don't think it'd be as big of a head scratcher. This is, middle of the season is crazy, and I think you're right, Jai, in that he's brought in to tank and Ursay trusts him to like, hey, we're don't you know we're not trying to win because we need a new quarterback. Dave, after Peyton Manning left, they got they sucked and they got Andrew Luck, and then once Luck retired, they've been kicking the curb on a QB, and I, I think they need you know, one of these franchise-changing quarterbacks. I was hearing this morning that there's only three in C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, and then Levis. Those are the three. And also they said on Tankathon, they're playing against three teams that are below them, so you want to make sure you lose those games to maybe slip into the top five, hopefully. So just just wild stuff. And I'll give you the last word on it. Ruick, just you know, wild with this Jeff Saturday. Yeah, I mean, like, like you said, it, it's just it's unprecedented. It's it's mind blowing. That's really what it is. It's like, what the fuck are they doing? And like Dirty said, um, Ursay was definitely high on Monday. <laughs> I'm not kidding. Like he was talking like me to my mother at 15 years old, like coming home from a party, trying to like 
you know, not slur my words, not talk, you know, too wild, not breathe too much because, you know, you smell alcohol on the breath. Listen, the Colts are a shit show. They're going to be a shit show. And I don't know where we, where they go from here. Honestly, if they're tanking for a quarterback, there's worse teams in the NFL right now that probably will not win more than two games. You already have three. And I'm not even so sure. Do they have their first round draft pick? They do. Okay. All right. Well, there goes that theory. But let's – it is what it is. No. Well. And it's just – you know, and and uh, and also here's another. You know, the the two schools of thought with Ursay, and Ursay has no clue to begin with. Anyway, he may be a nice man, but he is sometimes. You know, when he gets to talking, Lord Jesus. Uh, but the other culprit in all of this is, and I also read an article earlier this week that Frank Wright got fired because he failed to, you know, bring back a uh, a renaissance. He failed to create a renaissance with three veteran quarterbacks after and after Andrew Luck walked out on him. That's basically we got five. not even three because Rivers they got to the playoffs with two with the he struggled to he struggled to provide a renaissance with two washed uh veteran NFL quarterbacks. That's it. And other than Ursay and the shenanigans with that organization, the other school of thought with this is 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 uh is Chris Ballard. How long is this idiot going to have until he until he gets canned? Because is it is it his? I mean, Chris Ballard now, who hasn't won a damn thing in his life, no division, no division title, no division championship. I mean, I can count on, I can probably count on exactly one two hands how many playoff wins he's won or how many playoff wins his rosters have won. I mean, they 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 win nothing. His roster stinks. I mean, name me an offensive playmaker on the Indianapolis Colts besides Jonathan Taylor. I mean, when when was the last time they had a number one receiver? What Ty Hilton in his prime, going on five six years ago? I mean, come on! Yeah. I mean, give, give me a tight end that they've had that's been elite since the likes of Dallas Clark. Okay, fine. They have a couple of nice players on defense, and you, in order for you to win the National Football League, you need playmakers on offense. Outside of Jonathan Taylor, who do they have? Who do they have the only for, put, is, for putting together this gob for putting together this garbage roster and getting these veteran quarterbacks yeah. out of the trash can? That's not Frank Reich's fault. That's on the GM. The GM should have the GM should have been, as far as I'm concerned, the GM should have been thrown on thrown out on his ass right along with Frank Reich. Well, hopefully, they fire him at the end of the season. Um, they have Michael Pittman, but I mean, like I said, with Sam Ellinger throwing him footballs, I don't know how well he can be because that he is terrible. Um, Something that I guess Ruick will say is terrible was the Thursday night football game, Jai. Um, he's text messaging me now, going a week now, going a week ago, but yes. But he's text messaging me during the game, Jai, talking about horrible, horrible, horrible. Um, Eagles twenty nine, Texans seventeen. Jalen Hurts twenty one and twenty seven, two forty three with two touchdowns. Miles Sanders with a nice game, 17 rushes for 93 yards, and Dallas Goddard, 8 for 100 and a touchdown. The defense came to play two picks on Davis Mills and three sacks. You're now 8-0, Roick. 
Am I wrong? <laughs> You're going to sit there and tell me that I'm wrong? Rook's alive. And, uh, is anybody Rook's alive? Oh, I'm back down. I'm down. I'm down in my basement now. Oh, now no. it's trying to really fucking crank this There we go. Up. Yeah. Yeah. You're going to sit there and tell me that I'm fucking wrong? You let up the worst, what? probably the worst fucking team in the NFL put a 14 on you? A, a rookie running back with a no-name offensive line? The the best offensive line that they have is Laramie Tunsil, and he's best known for smoking weed before the draft? You're going to tell me that that's a good team? They did nothing. Nothing. Thank God that Miles Sanders... And he can fucking move the ball a little bit. Well, I mean, the Texans are... They fight. They, they try hard. So what... I mean, you still won by double digits, Roy. What's the... What is the problem? The problem is, is that this team should have absolutely bent over this team. They sleepwalked through the game. Stuck their they, dick they, in them. They they had they had no they had no energy. They sleepwalked through the game. Stuck their dick in them and just ass raped them. And I'm not condoning ass rape on this, show, but this is the time that they needed to do it. This is the team that you needed Thursday night football. The entire country watching on Amazon Prime. Whoever has Amazon Prime, shout out Doggy who who can't figure out the that. You're going to tell me that that was a good showing? They sleptwalked through the entire fucking game. Yeah, they did win, but they put up 14 fucking points on you. Your defense looked like shit. This is the worst game that I've seen from fucking uh, James Bradbury. The worst game that I've seen from James Bradbury. They didn't even have Brandon Cooks. They didn't even have Brandon Cooks. Jordan by a lot of fucking blows. This is exactly what I was saying, why... Why they needed to go out and trade the, their first round pick? I don't give a shit. One of those first round picks for Quentin Nelson, because this is the type of dog shit that I don't want to see. This is it, and I'm not even. It, it fucking pisses me off. It drives me fucking crazy. It drives me absolutely fucking crazy that this is the bullshit you can sit through. And everybody's calling me fucking crazy? Everyone's calling me crazy. I know what the fuck this team is. This team is a beat, beat, uh, 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 they're not even going to probably not even win one playoff game because of the fact that they're not going to be in the wild card round. They're going to sleepwalk through the season. The Packers are a fucking joke. You let, let me get this straight. You let Pierce run all over you. You got Derrick Henry in two weeks. Newsflash, Jonathan Gannon, you fucking jackass. They run the ball. What are you going to do there? Derrick Henry's coming in. Jordan uh, Jordan Davis is out for a while. Great, we traded for Robert Quinn. Good. Where, where is he on the field? What are we fucking doing? It's just that this is the bullshit that I'm sitting here and, and analyzing, and everyone's calling me crazy. I'm not crazy. I know what this team should be, and it's not living up to the expectations. Your record does not reflect what this is, what this team is. Yeah, you're eight. No, good. What do you fucking do? You haven't played. You played one defense 
that that's over the, the better half of the league won. That was the Cowboys. I I don't watch all the Eagles games, so I know you don't. But look at this. Look at who they played. You know, you got you got like I said, like I said, you got Derek Henry coming in, in a few weeks. You got the fucking Packers coming in, in a few weeks with no wide receivers. So what are they going to do? They're going to run the ball with AJ Dillon and fucking uh, Adams, Aaron Jones, Aaron, Aaron Jones. Jones, Aaron Jones. And then you're going to sit there, and then and then here's the better, here's the best one. You got the Giants coming in. They can't throw the ball. What are they going to do? Run the ball with Saquon Barkley and Darren and and Danny fucking Dinks. Who's going to trip over the twenty yard line again? You know what? I, I hope that even though my neighbor, I'll be hearing about it. I hope the Eagles throttle some of these teams, Roy. So, but this is what I'm saying: they haven't. They have not because they get they up, don't. They get up big and then they cruise through the rest of the game. You don't. They don't have. They to. were not up big. They got punched in the mouth the first fucking drive. First yeah, drive, they walked <laughs> right down the fucking field, and then they turned it up. Right? Did they not? They no, turn it up. You, I mean, you want no. So winning twenty nine seventeen isn't turning it up. No, sorry, twenty nine twenty. No, it wasn't seventeen or fourteen. Sorry, I can't even read my own handwriting. Twenty nine fourteen. Twenty nine fourteen. Fourteen. Fourteen points. You have fourteen points. You shouldn't have given up fourteen yards on these fucking assholes with the oh. defense that you have. How many fucking defensive linemen? Now I'm gonna. I'm not, I'm not even fucking kidding here. You're putting, you're stacking six guys in the offensive line. Hey, jackass, how about we start running a 4-3 or 3-4? Stacking the middle linebackers, because you know what that does? You have pressure up front. You have the two guys that are, that are, that are containing zone, and you have a free middle linebacker that's standing in the middle of the field watching who's running the ball. Way to go. Way to go, Jonathan Gannon. Beautiful fucking play calls, as always, you fucking jackass. Well, don't worry. He won't be there next year because I keep hearing he's uh, like a shoe in to get a head coaching position. Yeah, shoe in my fucking ass. <laughs> shoe in. I hope so. Please take him. Please take him. I'll take anybody else over this fucking jerk off. Nick Sirianni, head coach of the year candidate. What do you think about that? Yeah, great. Wonderful. Head coach of the year. For fucking what? For what? Beating up on, on fucking JV teams? Beating up on JV teams. This is this is exactly what this is. This is Alabama beating up on fucking Appalachian State and, and Montana State and Texas Tech State and fucking all these other no-name fucking teams. This is what this is. This isn't fucking impressive. There's nothing impressive that I've seen. Yes, last game against the fucking Steelers, yeah, there was a couple really nice thrown balls by fucking Jalen Hurts. But you know what? That's because... A.J. Brown is a fucking monster and is a big-bodied fucking receiver and could go up and get that. You know what we were missing last year? That type of player. What do we do? We went and got him. He makes up for the, for the fucking mistake throws and the horrible throws that Jalen Hurts makes sometimes. <laughs> you had the, the best running, running attack in the fucking league last year, and where is it this year? Where is it? You drive down the field with these fucking monster plays. It's home run or fucking nothing. And then as soon as like the fourth fucking quarter comes around, the second quarter, you start running the ball. And then the fourth quarter, you start running the ball again. And then you start moving the fucking ball. Oh, really? Why aren't we doing that all fucking game? 
because we have to pad Jalen Hurts' stats to go for MVP. We're not going for MVPs. We're going for Super Bowls. What the fuck does it matter? A W is a W is a W is a W. I get it. But the point is, is that you cannot sustain this when you go and play a fucking team that is like the Titans, who, by the way, are pretty good, even with Malik Willis. They push them to fucking, they push the Chiefs to overtime. Yeah. To overtime. We'll get, we'll get to that. I know that we, we will. We'll I'm just giving that. out the facts here. I'm just giving out the facts here. The Giants are supposed to be the next coming of Jesus in New York, other than fucking <laughs> Zach Wilson. The Giants are supposed to be the next coming of Jesus here, and, and they all they do is run the fucking ball. Uh, we don't know if fucking Aaron Rodgers is going to be on ayahuasca, off ayahuasca, or blaming, blaming his head coach and then praising Mike McCarthy again. So we don't know who's going to show up in that game. <laughs> Well, I guess we'll, we'll see what the Eagles are in the next couple of weeks then, Roy. Like you said, we have games against tennis. Not, not in the next three weeks. I can tell you that much. Who are we playing this week? Who are we playing this week? Commanders. Okay, who are we playing next week? I don't know. Chicago Bears. Bears. The Colts. The Colts. No, and then who are we playing after that? The Packers. Packers. No. And then we got and then the, the Titans. Titans. And then the Giants. Um, and then all right, well, the I guess when we see the, that three-game stretch, we'll see what the, what your Eagles are made of. You know, you should be heading into that 11 and 0, and then we'll see what happens. Uh huh. All right. Right. Yeah. And you know what's reminiscent of the 2020 fucking Pittsburgh Steelers? As soon as they had 11 and 0, play that fucking uh, weird game. Play that weird game on fucking Tuesday night because because the, the the Sunday night game got pushed back because of Corona, and they played on Tuesday night, and their whole fucking t- season took a nosedive. I think you're much. Your team is much better than the Pittsburgh Steelers team. I don't think I would, so. I'd agree. I would agree with that. Um, Roy, can I respond to your Eagles fan, if I may? <laughs> Go ahead. Okay. How was that, Mike? How was that, Mike? And Mike and the OC was that reminiscent of your Lakers rant? <laughs> yes. We heard that he had an epic, an epic rant on uh, Twitter, Twitter Space, Jai, yes. that he was, you know, very excited about. Yeah, love was, to hear you. We, we will, we, if there's time, we'll get the Michael in with the Lakers ran, which is even though it's a football show, but it, it was absolutely just golden and hysterical. Um, right. About the Eagles, you, there's a lot of points that were de- that that were uh, brilliantly made, Rook, by your part. The bottom line is, is that, and it, you know, I watched them side by side along with Game Five of the World Series, of course, with the Philly versus Houston little conundrum that was happening at the same time. The Eagles slept walk yeah. through that game. The Eagles, just, mm-hmm. I mean, they had they had no emotion, no like all of like the, the 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 passion and the championship fire and the fervor that we that I scream and yell about about the Bengals all the time. They played like they played that game like the Bengals uh, did a lot. Uh, last season and even a couple of games this year, where they sleepwalk through the games, they're not focused, they're not disciplined, they play okay, their drives stall out, they make mistakes, Hurts is getting sacked, fumbling the football left and right, they allow teams to run Mm -hmm. the ball on them, Pierce 27 carries, 139 yards on the ground, allow teams to run the football on them, allow backup no-names, uh, like Davis Mills on Thursday night for the you know for the Eagles you know to th- to have a solid first half, 
and look like a competent quarterback in the National Football League. And then eventually, whether it's coming out of the half or sometime in the fourth quarter, they wake up and it's like, okay, we snap it into gear. And then the high-end talent takes over and comes and saves the day and end up pulling away late, winning a game against a team that they should have blew out by 30 points. So that's the first thing I took from the game. Second thing I took from the game is that, I mean, Hurst getting sacked oh. four times. I mean, that's just, that's just completely unacceptable. Second thing I took from the game is that the Eagles, albeit they have a cakewalk of schedule rest of the way, the, I don't know what in the world, uh, what ball game Bill Cowher is watching on Sunday, but the Philadelphia Eagles are not finishing the season 17-0. and 0. They're just not. They have a they have a cakewalk and an easy schedule, so to speak, <laughs> but they do, but they're, they're not going 17-0. You mean to tell me they can't live? You brought up a perfect example when Washington uh, knocked off the then undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers two years ago, and that was a road game for Washington. Or excuse, me, yeah, road game for Washington. They walked into Heinz Field and they kicked the Steelers' ass, and like you said, it was all downhill from there. Now, I yep. agree with Sergeant when he said that this is a that this Eagles team is better than that 2020 uh, Cowboys team or that 2020 uh, Steelers team. Yeah, I agree true. with that. Not as far as like you know, you, we can quibble and we can debate how far they go, Super Contender. Not. I'm talking about pure roster one through 53. The Eagles in 2022 was a better team than that 2020 Steelers team. I said it ad infinitum. Go back and you can check the tapes that that 2020 Steelers team was a paper tiger and was and their wins literally was just luck and high end talent bailing them out at the last possible second. But anyway, I digress. Wait, they're 11 point favorites against Washington. Long layoff in between the Thursday night and in the Monday night game. Well, you don't think they won't start out flat a little bit against Washington? Uh, Indianapolis, freaking Jeff Saturday gets his first win and knocks off the, the undefeated Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers somehow gets his groove back and somehow, you know, in a, in a quest to get the, uh, the Packers, the seventh seed, Tennessee, Derrick Henry, Derrick Henry can't run him out the building. Giants, the same thing the week after that. Chicago, if they are still undefeated by that time, uh, Chicago, Jalen Hurts played pretty damn well against, against two on the Dolphins defense, which isn't any good. Put up 32 points. They can't lose to the Chicago Bears on the road. Dallas Cowboys. The one team that that they have no chance in hell losing to the rest of the way is New Orleans Saints because they stink. But they got they got the Giants twice. The Bears who play the Dolphins <laughs> pretty good. The Cowboys, of course, were damn good. Rodgers is still Rodgers, albeit he's washed, and we'll get to him in a minute. Oh yeah, we will. The Titans with Derrick Henry, and then of course Washington coming up on next Monday night. The Eagles are not going seventeen and all. I, no. I, I would be absolutely surprised if we if we are talking if we if the Philadelphia nope. Eagles join the likes of the seventy two Dolphins and the 07 Patriots as the only three teams in the history of the National Football League to have a perfect regular season because I just yes. don't see it. They have slept, I, no. they slept off through the game they slept off through the game last <clears> week <throat> and like we said on programs prior back in the month of October they played a lot of games where they where they were that would worry you where they couldn't finish off their opponent whether it was their twenty. 17 victory uh, over Arizona on October the 9th. Their 29-21 victory against Jacksonville. Yep. I mean, Jacksonville turned over the football all over the place, and the Eagles only won by eight points. Will you throw in that game? Will you throw in week one yep. where they were they should have you know ran away and hid with their in their victory at Detroit, and they allowed the tie in the Tigers. They allowed the Detroit Lions to somehow get back into the <laughs> game, and they only won the game uh, 38-35. So. 
I, if, so the yep. Ruick, of course, is a little bit over. His critiques are are a little bit amplified because he's an Eagles fan. But I understand, Michael, where you're coming from with your critiques of the Philadelphia Eagles because they they're not they're not they're not the likes. Super Bowl contender, NFC championship contender, separate conversation. But seventeen and zero, they're not going seventeen and zero. Yeah. I don't think anyone on this program thinks they're going undefeated, but. You know, since you guys do, I do. Okay, now. there you go. <laughs> but to think that they are not the cream of the crop in the NFC, I think is ridiculous. That I mean, even with not how great they're playing, they're still the best team in the NFC, and it's not close. But do I think, they are. Do I think like you said, could the Cowboys get a win against them? Yes. Can the Giants get a win against them? Yes. The Bears are. They can lose against the fucking commanders coming in. Guess what? Tyler Haneke fucking plays yeah. hard. Tyler, Tyler Haneke sucks. He, he's got that Tim. He's got that Tim Tebow, Nick Foles. He uh, fucking effect. plays he sucks. hard. He plays hard, but he sucks. He does not suck. Put respect on that man's name. Oh, yeah, His he, name he, almost sounds like a Heineken. He looked and Heineken's against, okay with me. He looked real good against the Vikings this past Sunday, but I digress. The Vikings fucking got off to one touchdown lead and then fucking blew, and then almost fucking blew it. I don't want to hear this fucking Kirk Cousins fucking chains walking around on the fucking plane. Give me a fucking break. You like that? No, I don't like that. You fucking jackass. You overpaid fucking stupid scrub. <laughs> yeah, I'm not saying Kirk Cousins is great, but I'm not. Taylor Heineke is uh, a, a top twenty-five QB at best. Oh my god, uh, at best. So. I don't even You're better than Aaron Rodgers right now. Okay, well, it's not hard to do. I'm better yeah. than Aaron Rodgers right now, and I don't even play in the NFL. Yeah, All right. debatable. Um, let's get to your team, Jai. Um, oh, boy. This game was over. This game was over <laughs> at the half. Bengals 42, Panthers 21. Um, your boy Joy Mixon 20, yeah. 22 rushes. I think he's still yes. scoring a fucking he's, touchdown. Yeah, he, yeah, he's okay. 22 <laughs> rushes for 153 yards, four touchdowns on the ground. Then he added four for 58 through the air with a receiving touchdown. Um, nice bounce back. I mean, it's almost as if Zach Taylor, he must have listened to your show and our show, Jai, because that, that's, he started running the football. That's the, that's, that's the thing that wow, literally – and, and, like, it low-key gets me worked up all over again because it's like – why does it take for this team to get the dog, either get the dog shit beaten out of them, or for them to get roasted and criticized ad infinitum from everybody on ESPN, FS1, on the radio, local and national, and even me for that matter? Why does it take for everybody with an opinion and a microphone and a platform to critique the living hell and and, and and make fun of and rip the living hell out of this football team and this head coach? Why does it always take that in order for this head coach to actually look competent, put together a competent game plan, and do something that us Bengals fans scream and yell to the damn heavens in, in wanting? With running the football and utilizing Joe Mixon, it's a, it's just it's so freaking frustrating. Why did it take till Week Nine for Joe Mixon to finally have a hundred and fifty-three yard, four touchdown rushing uh, football game? Why did it take that long? Do you? I mean, the, one of the <laughs> things that I harped on, and many Bengals fans and people that were like, "Don't sleep on the Bengals," within the media harped on, is that the Bengals, unlike Buffalo, unlike Kansas City, 
but more to the likes of the Chargers. They have playmakers that can catch the football, and they have a solid running back who can run it. Okay, Clyde Edwards-Alaire historically cannot carry Joe Mixon's jockstrap. We damn sure know that any running back, I don't care how much they can trade for Naeem Hines, bring in uh, a Dalvin Cook's little brother. We, everybody knows that as great as the Buffalo Bills are, they don't run the football very well, and they don't have yep. a great running back. The Ooh. Bengals to the light, the Bengals hey. have a good, have a very good running back. Had a sucky start of the season up until this past Sunday, but they have a very good running back in Joe Mixon, and it took us until week nine for him to finally have a breakout game where the hell was this game and where was this game plan in the cleveland game you knew good one you had no jamar chase it's like and you knew that miles garrett was going to have a field day because like i said the aforementioned jonah williams i left tackle as a human turnstile so take the pressure off of your offensive line take the pressure off of jonah and off of joe burrow not have him drop back the past 35 40 times a game run the football with joe mixon control the clock again against cleveland the one of the worst rushing defenses in the national football league and go to town on them they finally did it against the against the Carolina Panthers. You know what? You don't get trophies. You don't get credit. And unlike Colin, and unless you're Colin Cowherd, you do not get placed top five, top three NFL power rankings for beating the piss out of the Carolina Panthers, going up going up thirty five to nothing at halftime. Big damn deal! You beat the Carolina Panthers. Okay, if you played in the NFC South, that'd be a great thing. But the bottom line is, you're still zero three within your division. You still got a a damn gauntlet of a schedule ahead of you while the Ravens have a damn cakewalk and literally beating the piss out of opponents left and right. They're on a three-game win streak, haven't lost the game since they lost to the Giants back in early October, and you got your work cut out for you. And oh, by the way, Jamar Chase's health is still up in the air, and our cornerbacks are, are suspect because we, because we got injuries all over the place in our secondary room. So the bottom line is, is that the Bengals better get good damn comfortable with running the football with Joe Mixon and taking as much pressure off of Joe Burrow and the and our substandard wide receivers that have to step up and, and, and you know while Mixon and uh, while Mixon and Boyd's roles elevate the the younger and experienced and bad wide receivers that we have on the roster take the pressure off of them and just pound the rock with Joe Mixon. The key to winning in the National Football League is running the football. Yep. And it's like it's, it's so it's, frustrating with this team that it that it has to take for them to get embarrassed and have them to get ridiculed at me screaming out the top of my voice and make parody accounts putting <laughs> Zach T- having Zach Taylor's face in a clown wig as my Twitter <laughs> profile picture for him and this football team to get the damn message. Why why is it why is it always reactionary instead of proactive? And great head coaches, good head coaches <laughs> are proactive instead of reactionary. Everybody can look like Vince Lombardi. Barty, you know, when every when everyone is screaming and yelling at you that the one thing you're doing is wrong, you gotta do the exact opposite. I could have said, here, Joe Mixon, you run the football 30 times and run your way to victory. He doesn't look like he doesn't look like a genius when he constructs game plans like that after the embarrassing performance that they put in front of America's eyes on Monday night against Cleveland. So here's what I want for this football team, okay? And I'll turn you guys for you guys to give your opinions on this football team. Here's what I want. You got Pittsburgh coming out of the bye. You got Tennessee, Kansas City, Cleveland again, Tampa again, or not again, but Tampa, New England, 
Buffalo, and then we'll wait and see with the Ravens. You know what I want in your next nine games? You know what I want? Eight and one, no worse than seven and two. And if you really want to show me something, prove you're 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 with the big boys, the Buffaloes, the Kansas Cities. You beat the living shit out of them when you play them, and you go and you go nine and zero. You don't lose another game the rest of the regular season because unless something miraculous happens, I do not trust this team as a as a sixth or God forbid a seventh seed going on the road and winning three playoff games. Now watch them be a wild card team win three playoff games and end up winning the Super Bowl. But I but take, but take it any way you can, right? You take, you'll take right. it any way you can. But me personally, right. a the a the thirteen and four record looks sexier than nine and eight and ten and seven. That's the first thing. Second thing is it'll, it's a tremendous benefit of having a home playoff game at least in the first round rather than having to go into hostile environments. You know, so when and, and try to win three playoff games, make it back to the Super Bowl. This football team on the season is three and one at home. You do the math, they're two and three on the road. Yeah. Yep. And their best bet to make it back to the yep. AFC championship game and make it back to the Super Bowl in turn is winning the division and having the home play and having the, a, a first round playoff game in their building. You don't, you don't lay down no more of these stupid losses against these inferior teams with these piss-poor starting quarterbacks. You kick ass and you take names the rest of the damn season. My optimism level, if you were to ask me, on scale of to. 1 to 10, is about a, at a 5, 5.5. Do I expect them to? No, because I, I think that this season is just one of those yucky seasons where they'll be fortunate enough to make the playoffs, and if they do, they'll be blessed if they make it to the second round. But it, but the diehard Bengals fan in me, that's always been in me, that wants to see them go back to Super Bowl and win it in the worst way imaginable, to shut out all these clown-ass motherfuckers who keep on clowning on this Ooh, yeah, yeah. championships. I want them to, to run the table, go 9-0, win the division, and kick everybody's ass that stands in their way. You think I enjoy making fun of Zach Taylor? I don't, but I'm a fan. I got to be honest. I got to be critical. I want him to look like Paul Brown, the rest, and coach like Paul Brown the rest of the season. And if he does, I'll be singing his <laughs> I'll be singing his praises and doing what they do in biblical days. And that's and that's putting a, a robe on his back, uh shoes on his shoes on his feet, and a and a and a nice uh, glass of wine to boot. I want this team to finish freaking strong <laughs> and prove the 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 glass half half empty in me. Prove me and everybody else wrong. And that's kicking ass and taking names and don't be reactionary when you have piss poor performances. You take the pressure off your own line. If you know you got a a problem, you do everything in your power to try to fix it. In this case, that's running the football and making sure. If Joe Bro has to throw the ball 17 times in the game and you win, you know what? So the hell be it. Less punishment will take. There you go. Rook, what what are your feelings on the Bengals? Great, Great work there, Jai. Yeah, excellent. I I really think that they're they're gonna be okay. I really do. After that performance, you know, they finally wake up a little bit, get smacked in the mouth, you know, you know, bent over the knee and spanked a little bit and scolded by by Jay by Jai and and everybody in the fucking got to change his fucking Twitter profile. 
to him. You got to be careful with that guy. You're going to get thrown off Twitter by, by uh, Mr. Musk there if you keep impersonating people. But <laughs> he's hot shit. He's hot shit, by the way. And I don't think Elon Musk knows a damn thing about the NFL. <laughs> so, <laughs> so like, like it's just I think they'll be fine. I, I, I really do see them as a sixth, maybe fifth seed. Uh, it's gonna be tough to to catch those fucking ravens. I know, I know, I know. You know, schedule and, unless they collapse. Yeah, unless, unless they, they collapse, collapse, it's gonna be tough. But you know, why not us? Why can't we just keep fucking winning and let them make the mistakes? That's my philosophy and everything. Let me keep doing my job and mm-hmm. let them make the mistakes, and I'll fucking be- I'll beat you. Yeah, here's what I'll say, Jai, is that you'd rather these issues early in the season. And then they wake up now instead of at the, you have it at the end yeah. of the season or God forbid in the playoffs and then there's no time to react. Um, so I think That's you know fair. the Bengals can get hot and even if you don't win the division, you make it. They proved it last year. Joe Burrow has proved it already that he can go into hostile territory and win playoff games. Um, and so is sure. it going to be a tough road? Because the AFC is tough. I mean, Kansas City is still Kansas City. Is sure. still Kansas City, you know. I mean, nobody wants to go to fucking Orchard Park and play the Bills in fucking January when it's you know five <laughs> below zero. I mean, and it's not cold; it's fucking frigid. Yes, nobody wants to do that. And then, like you said, the Titans, even with a Malik Willis, are a tough football team. And then, you know, I don't think people want to see the Dolphins and. The Chargers, I mean, the coaching staff, I still have no faith in them, but Justin Herbert is is still an outstanding quarterback. And then, you know, if my Jets are lucky enough to make the playoffs, I don't think anybody wants to see them either because that defense is is top-notch. So, to me, it's, it's going to be a war in the AFC, whoever makes it. But, you know, at least you want to have a chance. Instead of, like, the NFC where, you know, a team might make it with eight wins – and you know, is like an Atlanta Falcons might make the fucking playoffs, you know, where they wouldn't even sniff the playoffs in the AFC. So I, like I said, I think the Bengals are still yeah. in a good position. And like you said, you have a guy who has proven has gone and won road playoff games. So I, you know, I'd be very happy about even if if you just make the playoffs. So, um. Whatever everyone tuned in. But they got but they gotta get in there though. That's the thing. And and because yeah, of how be stacked and how freaking competitive the AFC East is, again, your best bet that to you know is winning your division and not leaving it in the fate of other teams, which is yep. which I think New England will fade, knock on wood will fade because their schedule is a gun and they're not as good of a nor a talented team as every as all the other teams within a division and Cincinnati included. And they have yet to and they gotta play Cincinnati head to head. But it's just, it's it's just you don't leave your fate in anybody else's hands. You know? The Bengals controlled their own yep. fate and tr- controlled their own destiny last year. By just winning, by just winning games, and then the Ravens collapsing uh, along part with them getting bit by the injury bug at the worst possible time, they let it, they let it, they let it happen. But the Bengals took care of their own business, and albeit yep. what does them a favor is that they have a tiebreaker over the Jets and the Dolphins because they beat them head to head. The thing that still glares and and and, and scares me, Mama, is the fact that they are only three within their own division. Like like the worst they can, the best they can finish is three and three, 
Like that, that's a problem. That's a problem. And that still bothers me. And you go ahead and you look and it's like, you know, well, maybe if they took care of business, you know, against, and I even tweeted it, maybe if they hadn't lost the games to, you know, Dallas and the Steelers weeks one and two, and, and they not embarrass themselves against the Browns on that Monday night, maybe the loss against the Ravens ain't so bad. And in theory, the loss against the Ravens, you know, it, it it was a bad loss, but you know that's not as like one, that's like not one of the losses that that really like made my blood boil. But it does when you throw in the fact that they shit the bed against the Steelers week one, they embarrass yes. themselves against the Cowboys in week two, and then the Monday night debacle. So the Raven loss in week five is amplified. When yep. in a vacuum, it it it, it really ain't that bad of a loss. There's no shame in losing to the Baltimore Ravens. And quite frankly, out of the four losses that we've had this season, the loss to the Ravens and Lamar Jackson is the only one where it's like, there's no shame in losing to this team. I mean, the Cowboys defense is good, granted, but that's Cooper Rush. I mean, the Steelers are going to finish in last place within the division, and the Cleveland Browns, who couldn't stop the run, got Jacoby Brissett, who's a damn placeholder, until Deshaun Watson gets off the suspension. So. You're right. Those are games you, you know, you got to win. So, Um, but now we're going to get to why I think everyone is tuned in tonight. And that is the Dolphins 35 and the Bears 32. Ruick, your boy, Justin Fields, 17 of, I want to say 27. No, yeah, 17. And he ran for 123, three touchdowns. Then he rushed 15 times for an NFL record by a QB, 178 yards rushing and a TD. Tua was great too, 21 of 30 for 302 and three TDs. And Tyreek Hill, I mean, this guy has been everything and more that the Dolphins could have asked for. Seven for 143 and a touchdown as Ruick has fallen off. He'll be, uh, he'll, there he goes. He's back. Um, so... Ruick. Yeah. Fun back and forth game. Very fun game. What do you thought? What have you thought about Fields? Because I know that's your guy. That's my fucking mm-hmm. guy. That's my fucking guy. Justin Fields for MVP. I called it in the beginning of the season. I told you that this guy was fucking for real. <laughs> what happens? They go and get him a little bit of help. Matt Eberflus finally figures out, hey, we can actually rely on this kid. We can actually rely on him fucking r- rolling out and running running the ball and opening up the fucking game because because my man-man back there, Monty, is fucking a workhorse. We go and bring in fucking Chase Claypool. We're a fucking defense. Who gives a fuck about a defense? Bye-bye fucking... <laughs> bye, bye-bye Khalil Mack. Bye-bye Robert Quinn. Bye-bye fucking all these other guys. We don't need a fucking defense. We got Justin fucking Fields. He snaps the ball. He catches the ball. He throws the ball. He kicks the ball. He onside kicks the ball. And he recovers the ball. <laughs> My fucking man right there. Oh, man. Justin Fields is the best. And I told you, and I told you, and I told every fucking one of you, Justin Fields was going to be the best quarterback out of that draft class. He looks like it's so far. Took him a minute. Looks like it's so far. Took him a yeah, minute. He's, but yeah. What I like is that he's improving every week, is he not? Yeah. 
So yeah. I like I like him. I think he's looked very good. And um, the Bears, I think, have their you know quarterback of the future. It's just he still you know he still needs to I think be a little more accurate with the football, and that'll come with time. Um, I don't know what you're talking about. I saw a lot of fucking throws that he was fine with. Yeah, it's just that Donald Donald Mooney. No, he's he's still young, and Chase Claypool is Chase Claypool. Cole Komet is fucking man. Yeah, he finally it's a, two weeks in a row to touchdown. Oh my god, um, Jai, what what'd you think of Fields' performance on Sunday? Um, yeah, I'm sitting here trying to find a staple gun in the, my basement right now, but <laughs> but um, Justin Fields. Justin Fields um, and I'll give you, uh, I got some notes I wrote down upstairs once I get back up there. But, um, Justin Fields played very well on a Sunday. And, Ruick, like you said, Iberflus finally realized, like, hey, let me take the pressure off this kid. Same thing we talked about with Zach Taylor and the Bengals. Let me take the pressure off this kid and put together a game plan that suits his strengths that's running the football, that's read options, designed runs. Let, let me put together a game plan where he's actually, you know, he's got the ball in his hands and doing what he does best, and that's running with the football. He did a sensational job. What, he had like 178 rushing yards and one touchdown, and he had that long 60-yard yep. run, which was absolutely phenomenal. So, I mean, he, he did a sensational job, um, and the Chicago Bears, they, they've, they what, I think it's three straight games they've put together – uh, like twenty-five plus point performances. I mean, they've they've done a sensational job. Uh, they put up uh, thirty-plus points for the first time in eons that Monday night victory over the uh, New England Patriots. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. Is that this is exactly what they needed to fucking do? I agree. I think Fields looks good, and like you said, they've got their franchise quarterback. Um. Tua, I think I think you got to start, you know, in a little bit here. Rook. Tua looks, Tua looks phenomenal. I'm here. He was twenty-one of thirty for three hundred two with three touchdowns and no interceptions. He and he is six and zero oh when he starts and finishes a game for the Miami Dolphins. And this this offense is potent, uh, guys. I know the defense is not very good. They, you know. Very suspect on the defensive end, but the defense stinks. Yes, but that that offense they can go Maybe up and down the field with the anybody. One. No, but that's and I'll let you as I'm again running back and forth finding find <laughs> these damn staples. Um, their def- maybe they that's the one element, and I said on my show yesterday, that's the one element that maybe they miss Brian Flores because when Brian Flores was there, you had to work the score against his defense. Uh, this defense now with him gone and Mike McDaniel, yeah, the offense is great, but you know you need at best clutch opportunistic defense to make a deep playoff run. And I see no opportunistic or clutch or good defense of, of any kind to speak of from this defense. I mean, they've given up a, they've given up a ton of points this season. Uh, and again, when I go back up, upstairs in my little lab, I'll get you the numbers that I have written down. But their defense is just <laughs> not not good at all. No, but they, but they live by the sword, die by the sword. They're too reliant on the fucking pass. They're too reliant on 
on uh, we're just gonna beat you with you know scoring a shitload more points than you. <coughs> yep. I'm I'm still impressed with Tua. I think he's done he's looked good. He has looked good. You can't Oh really? Well, okay, okay. Has he or is it just Tyreek Hill making up for his mistakes? <laughs> I'm being fucking serious here. I'm not, I'm not even fucking joking here. How many balls have we saw, seen from Tua that are underthrown and fucking Tyreek Hill? You just can't fucking. You just. He's always open. He is always open. He gets in the ball though when he's open. But that's the point. But that's the point. Oh. If you're gonna one, if you're gonna one on one fucking Tyreek Hill, yeah, you're fucked. Well, that's and most, but most defenses don't have a fucking uh, a backfield like fucking like the Eagles do, where they have Bradbury on one side and then and then Slay on the other side and then C.J. Gardner Johnson in the middle. They don't have that. They're lucky if they have one fucking wide receiver that could, one quarterback that could cover a wide receiver. That's not my fault. That's not that's not the fucking anybody else's fault, but that team that's fucking putting out the product. I'm sorry, but that's the way that it fucking is. I mean, don't give me this bullshit. Tyreek Hill is making Tua look fucking great, and and the reason why he's doing that is because he went on fucking on TV and and, and all these interviews that said he's the most accurate quarterback. No, no, you're making him fucking accurate to. Uh, Tyreek, you're making him accurate. <laughs> you're fixing his mistakes. I want, I, I'm being dead serious. If I see one fucking game where Tyreek Hill is injured, and it seems to be that he's limping off the field a lot, and I wonder fucking why, th- this team's going to fall apart. All right, well, we'll see. We shall see. I, I just know. How was that for a rant there, fucking cap? I also think, um, like I said, when Tua plays the whole game, they're six and zero. So I mean, it says something about the team when he plays because Teddy Bridgewater can't get it done, and whoever the other kid is couldn't get it done either. So fucking Teddy Bridgewater doesn't have the, doesn't. Oh God. Teddy Bridgewater is a fucking Bridgewater quarterback. I mean, like he's a bridge gap quarterback. No. He's not. He's not. He's nothing special. He's literally nothing special. All right. Well, we'll see. I I like what I see. I mean. I hate to say it, but I like what I see from the Dolphins and Tua. And ah, fuck off. Let's get to the next fucking. You want to get to the next game? All right. Hold yeah, I want. I want to get to the next game Let's because I have a feeling I know which one it is. You ready? You ready? Yeah, that's right, baby. Let's go, Jets twenty, Bill seventeen, Josh Allen, eat it, motherfucker. We fucking stuck it to them. Five sacks, two interceptions. The defense is legit in New York. Sauce is the fucking boss. And that defense, we came to fucking play. And we took what everyone says is the best fucking team in the NFL, the Buffalo Bills. And we they came to our building. We were 11 fucking point underdogs in our own building just after one bad game against the England Patriots. And this ain't the same old fucking Jets. And I fucking told you guys last week, this ain't the same old Jets. I didn't guarantee victory, but I said we'd be in this game because we're not the same old Jets anymore. And Robert Sala has done something special with this team, and he's turned it around. And we got a nice young group of players who Garrett Wilson looks like a fucking stud. Sauce is a stud. Jermaine Johnson was back. He was able to run down. You never see that. Run down Josh Allen and sack him in the fucking backfield. How many times do you see Josh Allen get away from that play and then run for 20 yards? No. We fucking sacked him. Five fucking times. The guy was 18 to 34, barely 50%, 
passing completion percentage. We fucking took it to him. All right? Top five defense, and I'm being generous. This might be the best defense in the NFL, and it's not even close. This The Jets are for real. Finally, Zach Wilson played an outstanding football game for him. All right? Didn't make any mistakes. No interceptions. Got the ball out of his hands when he needed to, and even scrambled a little bit. And made some first downs with his legs. Played outstanding. James Robinson and Michael Carter, nice one-two punch together. And the Jets, telling you, Ruit, the Jets are for real. You do not want to play them because the football that they play translates into the playoffs. Round and pound, defense in your fucking face. And telling you, the Bills fans make a fucking excuse. Oh, we didn't have this guy on defense. We didn't have this guy. I don't want to hear it. You're 11-point favorite. supposed to be this great offense running up and down the field. After that first place from Diggs, he did nothing. All right? Well-coached game by the Jets. And I want it. Robert Sala is in head coach of the year candidate. And this team is going to be good for a long time. Because it, before, in 2010, when we had Rex Ryan and those Jets, it was a bunch of old guys. The only old guy we got on the team now is C.J. Mosley. Everyone else is young. This team is going to be good for the next three to five seasons. Rook, you're going to see that this thing going to the Jets are going to be perennial playoff contenders. They might not make the playoffs this year, but I think that I think they might sneak in at the end. That that game against the Miami might be for the last playoff spot in the NFC, right? They will be a perennial playoff contender from here on out, and you cannot laugh at the New York Jets anymore. Phenomenal win! Let's fucking go. Was that good enough, Captain? Is that is that a rant that you wanted to hear? Where was this energy last week when you got blown out by the Patriots? We didn't get blown out by the Patriots. There's no, 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 no. It was a close game. No blowout by the Patriots. Okay? Very close football game against the Patriots. That I said, if Zach Wilson, if Zach Wilson played like he did Sunday against the Bills, we easily beat the Patriots. All right? Farmer, shut the fuck up. You don't own the fucking Jets. All right, we're going to run into Foxborough after a bye and beat the shit out of the Patriots because the Patriots fucking suck. Mac Jones sucks. Mac Jones is a mediocre quarterback at best. He has regressed. All right, Mac is better than Zach. He might slightly be better than Zach, but you know what? The rest of the Jets roster is better than the entire, entire New England Patriots roster. You can put that in your pipe and smoke it, Farmer. All right, get high on that. Okay, because the Pats ain't doing it, buddy. That roster is trash. All right? Okay. Zach is probably fucking Mac Jones' mom and (laughs) Mac Jones' girl. All right? That's our quarterback. Oh, love it. I'm going to let you have it. Enjoy it. Of course. There's nothing you can say. Oh, there's a lot I can say. What can you say? Because you know what? We beat the Buffalo Bills, (laughs) who everyone is saying is going to the Super Bowl. All the Buffalo Bills are the best, right? We beat them. And there was no no controversy. 2017, we beat them. And there's nothing you can say. Nothing that anyone can say about it. What? Oh, she's going to yell? What's she going to tell? That the Packers lost the fucking Detroit Lions? Is that what she wants to yell about? Or, or she wants to yell about the fantasy football league? She's been yelling about that. 
Oh yeah, the fa- like she hates the f- she hates she doesn't know how to use the Yahoo app. She hates the it. Commissioner's a bitch. <laughs> <and they> stupid <laughs> rules. Stupid rules about waivers. She doesn't understand waivers either. She she thinks that <laughs> that on Sunday you should be able to pick up anybody that you want once the game is over. Like oh yeah. Yes. So See? I can so I I, I can <laughs> I can fight you on this, but. Oh. All right, Lily. Hey, listen. Okay. Listen. <laughs> anyway, okay. Thank you, Lily. Listen, I'm up at three thirty on the shit around every Wednesday. Fucking picking up players, right? Picking up players. Yeah. I don't waste my. I do not waste my fucking waiver wire. Fuck your waiver wire. You can have them. I'll take the scrap heap. And no, no one. Yep. So go. Oh, anyway, I could put. I could poke holes in the Jets. Go ahead. What do you want? What do you want to poke holes in? Do you do you really think that this is a, this was a good litmus test here? Yes. Do you think that do you think that the Bills kind of just like were like Meh, let, let's let's not fucking oh, let's try to get out of this God, let's try to get out of this unscathed. Listen, they haven't played this defense before. So it's a brand new fucking it's a brand new defense. It's not the same defense from last year. Who the Jets defense? Or are you talking about the Bills? The Jets. Yeah, the defense. Jets defense is legit. It's brand new. Yeah, it's they brand went, new from they last went year. From last. Last, the worst defense in the NFL to probably, like I said, top five defense o- overnight, basically. Yeah, I'll give it to him. But you do know that you could beat the Jets, right? It's just that the Bills figured it out late. They got a, tw- a 20 minute fucking delay with the stupid fucking camera. Yes, that can- the Sky Cam. Yeah, the Sky Cam. Listen, I'm going to let you have it. Congratulations, they fucking won. They 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 look good, but I want you to remember that fucking loss to the Patriots. I want you to remember that. Yes. Because that is what that is exactly what your team is capable of. And that is exactly what this team will become the next time that they play the Buffalo Bills. Here's what I'll say. In Orchard Park. Here's what I'll say, right? That that's what's so frustrating about the Jets is that <coughs> We should have beaten the Patriots easily last week. And if we beat the Patriots, <coughs> we're seven and two, three and zero in the division, and right. the number one as yeah. a, would have been the number one seed in the AFC at at going into the bye with with basically a two game lead, mm-hmm. you know, a, a buffer game lead on the Bills because we'd have the tiebreaker, mm-hmm. right? Um, okay. You're right. Is is that what can happen with the Jets? Yes. If Zach Wilson plays like that, yeah. But this, like I said, what a bounce back from he le- basically le- learned from last week. Hey, I can't. I don't think he learned. I think his his punches. Okay, well that's fine. But I'm saying he was still he's still on. There was that a second down play where he got flushed from the pocket and he threw it away, got it all the way out of bounds instead of running backwards and scrambling around and doing that. There, there was none of that on Sunday. He, when he scrambled, it was forward because <coughs> his, because oh. his punches got pulled and they ran the ball every time he got a little too high. They ran. Well, he the made ball. some good throws when he needed to. That third down throw to Denzel Mims. He, but I'm saying he made. He scrambled on third down and got. He, I think, it was like third and nine. He scrambled and got twelve to get a first down. I, he made those are minor. Definitely. He's not like I'm not saying he is a franchise altering quarterback at this moment, an elite level quarterback, right? No. But he is he made no. improvements that he hadn't made since his you know, since he started. He had been doing that run backwards crap, 
Well, he made those mm-hmm. improvements. If he can play like he did on Sunday and then minimize the mistakes like he did, we will be in every football game. No, we will not get that defense will not allow us yep. to get blown out as long as Zach Wilson isn't turning the ball over like people, you know, do their laundry. All right. As long as he's doing that, we'll be in every football game. Do I expect us to go up to Buffalo and play the same way and win? I think maybe the Bills probably beat us in Buffalo. But <coughs> do I expect us to go to New England and hand in their ass in two weeks? Yes. I I completely do because do I do I smell a bet between you and fucking farmer? I don't know what a farmer wants to have a bet. Oh, he's always he's always willing to fucking throw. He's some saying kind Belichick of... knows the Jets better than the Jets know the Jets. This is he knew the Jets of twenty the last twenty years. Farmer, he these Jets aren't those Jets. Okay, and I'm gonna, like I said, Zach Wilson doesn't turn the ball, ball over like crazy last week. We beat the New England Patriots easy because that, I think your boy Mac got sacked like eight times and looked absolutely terrible. And that defense is too much for uh, Mac because you have no playmakers, no playmakers. All right. And then I guess we can talk about real quick is what, what do you think about um, this possible injury with Josh Allen, uh, Ruick? Yeah, does do you think I think it's unfortunate. I mean I know that he's had he's had this injury before. So there's there's, you know, history there. Yeah. I know that he's had this he's had a problem with this. I think it was a rookie year. Mm-hmm. He had problems with this. So it is unfortunate. Um I I if I were them, honestly, I'd probably sit him this this week against the Vikings. Yeah, yeah, I'd probably. I mean, I know the Vikings are what six and one, seven and one. Yeah, Vikings seven and one, seven and one, yep. and they're very good. But I don't know. I don't know. Case Keenum or fucking Nick Mullins is more than serviceable with the the, the talent that they have around them. Yep. Their defense can keep them in the game. Kirk Cousins puts up one drive and then fucking falls apart for four quarter for the rest of the four quarters. You know, they, he has to constantly come back late, but if you fucking put, put the foot, you know, your foot on their fucking throat, yeah, you they, they can beat them handily. Yeah. Well, we'll see. I, you know, hope the Bills, we'll see what happens with with Josh. Um, I will say, he, 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 they injured him on that last drive, and then after, even after the injury, yeah. he still, that last throw to Gabe Davis, he threw that ball 70 yards in the air. It, it, the guy, unbelievable. Yep. I I said it coming out. I said it coming out. You can check the fucking morning men tapes. Josh oh. Allen is fucking unbelievable. Yep. Not unbelievable enough I'm to pretty be the Jets. Uh, oh my god! C- calm down. Calm down. Let, let, let's calm down. Okay. Listen. Well, I'm excited. What? Yeah. I more than more than rightfully so. You should be. More than rightfully so. I will say this though. I will preface this. This is the weirdest fucking NFL season that I've ever seen in my life. Yep. Weirdest. Bit fun. The sucky teams that go in are fucking shit. The Lions have like statistically one of the best offenses and the worst defense. Yep. It, 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 this whole season just whacked. Whacked. But it's a lot of fun. Oh, I'm I'm enjoying yep. it. 
Um, let, What's let's our next? get to the yeah. next game, which was um, – oh, go ahead, Jai. No, just real quick. Oh, yeah, Jack's I'm back. back. I finally was able to find <laughs> – find, find, Found your stapler? Yes, I finally found that dopey stapler. They, they, took, me, they took my stapler. <laughs> they never gave me the, the pay for it, and, and I'm going to burn this place down. <laughs> All right, a couple. Do you get that here. reference? I do not. No. Um, Office space, Milton. Come on. Sorry. He's a little. A couple he's a little on, young. On the, Go ahead. I'm, I'm only 20, Rook. Um, a couple things about the two games we discussed. Uh, you know, first off, going back to Tua, to Rook, to your point. Tua cannot miss Smythe that wide open in the flat. I mean, did yes. you see on that fourth to one? You see they got the ball at the Chicago 19-yard yeah, line, yep. fourth to one, and he throws the ball to the dirt. To it, that ball's got to be in Smythe. It got to exactly be right, hit Smythe right in his numbers. That's the first thing I didn't like. Waddle had a crucial drive. And let me just break down his final drive here just for a second here. Well, I think that okay. ball was under throw, wasn't it? That, the, on the that third idea- down? It hit Waddle square in his hands. He's got to be able to catch the football, man. Come on. And with the Dolphins on their final drive, okay, with three minutes left, they had the ball at their own 16-yard line. It was three minutes left in the game. The Chicago Bears had a timeout. In that that circumstance, you have the ball with more than – and a similar situation applied with uh, the Rams in their game against Tampa. When you have the ball with more than 90 seconds to burn, and the team – and your opponent has at least one or two timeouts remaining, you need yardage more than you need yardage and you need yardage slash first downs and points more than you need – Running the football and working the clock. Okay, first downs. Do first that the more first downs you collect, the more and more yardage you collect. The further and further you drive the ball downfield. In turn, the more clock you burn. In turn, you allow Chicago to use up that one timeout. You have the ball in your possession when a two-minute warning comes around. It did the Dolphins no favors on first down. You want to run the football? Okay, fine. Second down, what in the water are they doing running a wide receiver reverse run? I mean, my goodness gracious. Second down, you got to second down. You got to mm-hmm. throw the football and say, you know what? Screw. Okay, fine. We're not going to be able to run the football and run this clock out. There's two. Even though the the Bears have one timeout left, there's still way too much time left on the clock for us to burn, and we're backed up too far in Chicago Bear territory to where if we don't get any first downs, we run the clock out. We're still in position. We got to punt the ball back the other way, and their offense has put up 32 points. So, you, so the so the Miami Dolphins. On that final offensive drive that they had in that game, they gotta get, they gotta collect first downs, and a touchdown does them a favor rather than a field goal. Because if they kick a field goal, I believe they go up 38-32, and it and it only and it takes the pressure off of the Bears to, uh, or it takes that dilemma off the Bears whether or not to play it safe and go for the field goal to tie the game before it's overtime, or to go for the gusto and, and score a touchdown to win the game. And that situation, you force them to score a touchdown. Where touchdown in and of itself ties the game, you put the pressure on the kicker and make the extra point to win the game. And furthermore, if you just sort of field goal out and you just you set up your goal to milk the clock 
and also score a touchdown. You score a touchdown, you go up 42-32, the game is over. Ten-point deficit, little to no time left. Bears have one timeout. If not, they hadn't probably used it during a drive already. Hypothetically, the game is over. So I did. So I, I had a, a big problem with how the Dolphins closed out their drive, uh, closed out their final offensive drive for the game. So when Waddle's crucial drop on the third and 11, which can happen, and two are missing Smythe uh, in the flat on that fourth and one when they had the ball at, at 7.50 going to four. Fourth quarter. No, can't disagree with that. And that pass interference has to be called. Chase Claypool was practically prom held, uh, prom <laughs> hugged by uh, Keon Crossan. I mean, if if the refs thought, I mean, they got had like three refs watching a play. I mean, did they need to get their eyes checked? And they <laughs> and the NFL sits back and they wonder why Jerry Jones goes as a blind ref for Halloween. Well, damn it, this is why. Why in the world that was pass interference? Oh come on! It's offensive to blind people. Have though. a sense of humor. I mean, <laughs> I mean, it's 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 meant to be a joke. I understand blind people. I get that, but come on, you got to have a sense of humor when it comes to Halloween costumes. My goodness gracious! But that ha- that 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 has to be called. He's he's got his arms wrapped around his waist, dragging him away from the football. If that passing offense, passing first penalty is called, you know what? It's first and ten, Chicago. Then they got the ball at the twenty-five yard line, and they set themselves in field goal range to tie the game up, and twenty-seven yards, or excuse me, twenty-five yards away from winning the game. So those are the two things I took away uh, from the uh, Bear game, and I had to step away for a moment. Uh, during your uh, victory uh, soliloquy, Anthony. So if you could, yes. just in a, the abridged version, what was your oh. takeaways from the Bills and Jets game? Oh, you don't <laughs> want this. I, 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 was, I was very... We don't, we don't have enough yes, time. I was very, <laughs> he, was just, he was just fired up. Fired up. That's all. Fired up, Jai. Get, fired up. I mean, to me, it's he loves it. Best, best win of the season. So, For yep. sure. Um, here's the thing. Here's... Oh, you got Here's something? You got something for the, me? All right, go ahead. Yeah, here about the Bills and the Jets, and then we can finally get the program back on its tracks. Um, with the Bills and the Jets, first <laughs> off, from a Bills perspective. Josh Allen's got to cool it with the red zone interceptions. Okay, he had two stupid ones in the Packer game, and he had one costly one during the Bills' opening drive on Sunday. If I yep. was a Bills fan, that would that would be a concern that would creep into my mind. Uh, the, they also couldn't capitalize off of Zach Wilson's one mistake he sure. made, and that was the fumble. They get the ball right back, and Josh Allen throws interception, clear as day to Sauce Gardner, who's great. And they give the Jets the ball back at the at the Bills' old 19-yard line, and it led to a Jets go-ahead touchdown when which they took the lead 17-14. That's the second thing. The, just and just the overall theme of them just not putting together a complete buttoned-up performance for a full 60 minutes. They got away with it because the Jets ended up punting with giving the short field, but the illegal kick out of bounds by Anthony Bass they can't have uh, the kicker. And uh, there's another thing. Okay, why in the world did Gabe Davis on the first and 20 reception, why did he go backwards? Okay, yeah. C.J. Mosley's right there. If he runs by him, just in a two, if he takes two long strides, he gets the first down. It's, it's too many NFL players you see. They, they, get, they get the ball. They think <laughs> too much. They get cute, and they decide to juke and jig and dance their way away from a defender, and they get nowhere 
if not anything, they lose yardage. That didn't make sense. And also, and also you had a holding penalty that negated what would have been like a 40 something yard reception that Stephon Dix would have given the, uh, which would, which would have given the Buffalo Bills first and 10 uh, at around midfield, if probably not in uh, New York Jets uh, territory. And then from a Jets perspective, the thing, the two things that I like is that Zach Wilson took care of the football, which you didn't see in their loss against the Patriots. You got to be able to take care of the football against teams like Buffalo that he did. And I also love the decision with the random football tremendously. Well, that's nothing about Buffalo. They gave up over, they gave up over, I believe over 200 rushing yards to the uh, Green Bay Packers and on that, in their Sunday night victory. And then on Sunday, they gave about a buck 74. So yep. their inability to stop the run again, that along with Allen's interceptions would concern me if I was a Bills fan, throw in the Allen elbow injury, which makes matters worse as well. And also Buffalo, albeit with the six and two record, they're not home free for the division. They're 0 and 2 within the AFC East. And the two teams, two teams that they lost to are chasing their tail, trying to, trying to steal the division from them. So that's the negative thing about Buffalo. And then finally, last thing about the Jets, which I like, I love the decision that Salah made fourth and one, 12, 11 to go in the third quarter. They had the ball thrown 48 yard line down 14, 10. I love the decision, the fake punt. I love yeah. it. I, lo- I love it when teams that are that re- that are yeah. in the are in the early stages of building an identity or trying to or are young or a, or are a young contending football team. I love it when they send a message to an in to a uh, to a uh, uh, a stronger team or a team that's favored and they're the inferior team. I love the message saying, you know what. We're not afraid of you. We got a couple gadgets up our sleeve. We're going to unveil when you least expect it, and they'll and they'll steal a uh, possession such as the fake punt. I don't like it, you know, when they have that philosophy and teams trying to get too cute with the fake punt, or they or they line up in these funky formations and do stupid shit like the Bengals did against the Ravens with the damn shovel pass. That I can't stand. Keep it simple, <laughs> stupid. The fake punt right up the gut. They converted it. They kept the drive alive for the Jets. I absolutely love the decision. By Robert Sawa. Yeah. Can't couldn't agree with you more, Jai. Love love the breakdown. And like I said, Jets, For I sure. I couldn't be happier going into buy six and three. Like I said, when we started this program, Rook, I said maybe we'd be two and seven going into the bye. And then, you know, finally That's true. He's, you know, maybe get some wins towards the end of the season. We're six and three, and like I said, we're a legit a legit football yep. team with top five defense easily. And the run game is doing well. So, like you said, Zach Wilson protects the football. We will be in every football game. And Austin, the Dolphins will be chasing down the Bills. And especially, like you said, with the elbow thing, Jai, if if Allen is out for any time, the Bills winning the division, you know, might not be such a sure thing for them anymore because Dolphins and Jets mm-hmm. are going to be winning football games. It, it, this isn't the AFC least anymore. All right, got good football teams. Both AFCs, are, both both uh, East divisions yep. are beasts this year. All right, yep. so we're going to speed it up a little bit here. We spent a lot of time, but last game I want to get to from last week was the Sunday night game. Chiefs 20, Titans 17, Derrick Henry, 17 rushes for 115 yards and two touchdowns. But I want to talk about the greatness that is Patrick Mahomes. Right. He was 43 of 68. He threw the football... 68 times for 446 yards, 
a TD. He did have an interception. Then he also ran the ball six times for 63 yards, a touchdown, and a two-point conversion. That he basically he put he put that whole football team on his back and he said, Get in there, yes, we're going scoring. Won that football game. He accounted for all of the Kansas City Chiefs offense, except it, I think it was nine yards I added up that they had rushing. Nine yards <laughs> between like Edward Zolaire and Pacheco and McKinnon. I they can't they, run the football and they nope. don't bother trying to run the football, yes. which could they, be a problem for them in the it future. It could be. But look, look, I mean, people forget yep. about how like this guy is. He he runs when he needs to. That, that third, what was it, third and 18 scramble and he got 20, 21 yards? That Unbelievable. Then the third, what was it, third and nine, he scrambles again for the touchdown, lowers the shoulder and barrels his way into the end zone and then on the two-point conversion um Jai, i want to ask you first it yeah. is is patrick mahomes the greatest quarterback in the nfl right now yes he is at the end his and with allen's performance in a loss on sunday and mahomes's performance on sunday night later that day you know mahomes is now leader in the clubhouse just like that as the mvp uh, in the National Football League. So he, again, he's just on another level of just great and just talented. Uh, I mean, what more do you, what more could you say about him? The only thing, though, that really frustrates the living piss out of me is that that <laughs> Tennessee Titans defense, I mean, they need to get some guys on that field <laughs> that are running like 4 three forties. They, I mean, their defense is so <laughs> slow. I mean, with all the great things that Mahomes is, and he's great and he is athletic, he is one of the slowest quarterbacks in the National Football League. Like me, <laughs> I am Tyreek Hill compared to him. When I run at full speed compared to Patrick. Patrick Mahomes, with all due respect, is one of the slowest quarterbacks in the National Football League, and not one Tennessee Titan linebacker or defensive lineman can catch him. Like, how is that? How is that a thing? How is that possible? The guy runs like a four seven forty, one of the slowest quarterbacks in the league, and the Titans can't land a hand on him not one time when he scrambles. Having said that, he again, like you said, put it brilliantly. He put his team. He put the Chiefs on. The Chiefs had zero business winning that football game. They couldn't <laughs> stop. Ty, they couldn't cover Tyreek Hill with a wet dish rag. Their they, their run defense they is pathetic. They didn't have to cover Tyreek Hill. They their their run defense is pathetic. Their run def- the Chiefs run defense is pathetic. They couldn't stop Derrick Henry worth the crap. I realize I screwed that up there. Uh, but, there you go. But uh, <laughs> it's like they couldn't tackle. They couldn't stop Derrick Henry. And again, they don't. They the Chiefs can't run the football, and they don't even bother trying. One dimensional offense. They got. They got. They, That's Andy they Reed, got man. away with it. So it may it may not get away with it the rest of the season, but. You know, Patrick Mahomes and his greatness essentially won that game for for Kansas City because they had yeah. zero business winning that football game, yeah. none. And, and they did because Mahomes is great, and Malik Willis only completed what like five six passes. Oh, he was terrible. So. He was terrible. Rook. Um, Granted, who did he have to throw to? Yes, but still. But Rook, we talked about, and exactly. people were like, "Oh, Tyreek Hill has left the Chiefs. Is Mahomes and the Chiefs gonna suffer? Does it look like he's suffering without him?" No, because they brought in three fucking guys to replace him. 
<laughs> they brought in fucking what MVS, MVS yeah. and Juju with two guys and Juju and 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 yeah. uh, McCall Harmon has an elevated role, and they can't carry a Tyree kills this water. I grant you, but you know, uh, Juju, but you don't need them to. That's you true. don't need them to. You, you know, you you got your safe your safe dump off the fucking Travis Kelsey. You have Juju who could who could burn, and you have fucking MVS who, who's who's good and shorthanded with with McCall Hardman. What do you need? And then you bring in, and then you bring in fucking Kadarius Tony, who's a fucking speedster. So there you go. There's your new Tyree Kill. If you really want to fucking do it, granted, I don't know about his hands. He's not, you know, he's coming from the Giants, who he hasn't played a fucking down because you know he didn't <laughs> want to be in fucking New York anymore. But the point is, is like you have a speedster now. Yep. So you can add that little that little wrinkle into the offense again. Mm-hmm. I'm just super impressed. Like everyone said, oh, the, the, the offense is going to be terrible without Tyree Kill. And they are. We both said now. <laughs> yep, I know me and you said that, but uh, people were saying that, oh, they're going to be terrible. They're going to suck. I said I said that their offense is going to drop off without yeah. Tyree Kill. And in some games, there has been, they have had their moments where they look anemic yeah. without them. But they are still, yeah. they are the number one offense in the NFL, Jai. No, number one offense. You lose your number one weapon. And that that is the greatness that is Patrick Mahomes right there. Um, I, I know that I've said it before on this show. When do people start turning on him? Because I smell it. I smell it. He, if he wins another Super Bowl, people are going to start fucking turning on him. Well, uh, well, I've been on the ant- on the quote unquote anti Mahomes train, if you will, really since uh, the year after the season after they won the Super Bowl in twenty twenty. His name was just plastered yeah. everywhere, and it was yeah. and it was crap about his dopey fiance, which nobody cared about. It was Mahomes this, Mahomes oh that. God. It's just like him on the commercials. I mean, people made Mahomes out to be Jesus Christ. I mean, he was talked about and praised so much after he won. So I've been on the anti, not the anti, but I've been on the uh, I've been on the other side of the Mahomes train for you know for about the last two years now. So and even now I'm I'm tired I'm tired of the commercials. You do notice and that's why that's also the reason why when my Bengals yeah. beat him and the Chiefs not once but twice in the same month, why it felt extra special that we took it to these chumps and that we were the only team outside of New England Patriots that went into Arrowhead and came out of there with with the with the championship trophy that had their original owner's name on it and yep. and and. Our hunt. and yeah, so so yeah. I've been on not I mean I'm I'm not an idiot about it. I'm willing to give him praise and to and the and, <laughs> the, and to sing his uh, his greatness when the time you know when uh, when appropriate. But it's like you know the idea that Mahomes all of a sudden was going to be the next Tom Brady. I heard all those conversations. I was like, let's pump the brakes. We you, uh, you know you know his fucking fiance and his fucking stupid ass brother fucking. You don't see them anymore, and I wonder why that oh, is. Ever, you think yeah. he sat down? And he was like, "Hey guys, you guys really need to <laughs> shut up sometimes because because it's really ridiculous. Shut up, put some hunts in your mouth, and shut up." Oh my god! <laughs> you didn't think I could do a fucking? You did a good you, job. That was on, good. Come on, I Jai, I got imp- I got impressions with. Dude. Here's what I'll say, Jai. I was one of those guys about him being better than Brady, and it all it has to do with is how much I hate Tom Brady, and I know I want someone. I just need <laughs> I need someone to be better than Tom Brady so I don't have to hear about how 
Tom Brady is the greatest. But that's the ever. thing you won't. I know you won't, and I, and it won't happen. Well, and, and, and I won't. tell you that, and that honestly was when like my thing for Brady flipped. I hated, I hated his guts for years. I he, the words cannot describe how badly I wanted him and the Bucks to beat the Kansas City Chiefs in that Super Bowl. Oh wow! And when they did it and beat the living piss out of them, I was like, Tom, you earned yourself a friend for life, baby. Next thing you know, I'm buying TB12 merchandise. I'm buying <laughs> TB12 T-shirts, wow. TB12 electrolytes, TB12 uh, uh, vitamins and minerals and crap. I'm like, this guy is just the greatest thing of all time. It's uh, it's like I wanted them to stick it to Kansas City and shut up the Mahomes lovers so bad and God bless him if he didn't do it. So I was like, you know what? The guy's won seven Super Bowls. What exactly personally has he done to me? He hasn't beat my team in the playoffs. Like, at the end of the day, it is football. If all the other greats and all the other sports love him, if Tiger loves him, if Serena loves him, Venus loves him, uh, LeBron James loves him, so it's like, well, what the yeah. am I bitching about him for? So, you know, you grow older, you begin to mature and carp and compartmentalize, you know, your hate, you know, versus fake hate, you know, in sports and real and when it comes to like real life <laughs> stuff. So it's like, you know what? He ain't done nothing against me. He ain't beat my team to win a Super Bowl. So it's like I might as well just root for the guy. The guy's won seven Super Bowls and he's as old as my father for God's sakes. So it's like it's like I, yeah. I can't I can't hate on him anymore. I just I gotta appreciate his yeah. greatness at, at some well, point. Here's what I'll say. I will always hate him, but I can Still, he is the greatest by far. I, he beat up on my Jets for far yeah. too long, and I'm fucking over it. But I, I, I can't, I can't deny that he is yeah. the greatest, and that's why I thought if Mahomes beats him head to head in the Super Bowl, and Mahomes ever gets to like five Super Bowl wins, we can have the conversation about is someone better than Brady, and that's what I wanted. But now you can never have the conversation because he beat Mahomes and he's got seven. And unless Mahomes gets ten, you can't you can't have the talk. So yeah, well, with all that being said, you could suck Big Dick Nick's dick. So fuck there him. we go. Um, <laughs> let's see real quick. The Packers lost to a backup quarterback. Well, I in the to fucking Super Bowl. Packers, Rams, and Bucks. Um, oh, how, we're going here. Well, how bad are these three teams and? And what happened to these? These are three Hall of Fame great quarterbacks who have fallen off this somehow. Uh, like what three? What three? You got? You talking about <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, Matthew Stafford, and Tom Brady? Hold on! Hold on! Don't we've had this? Don't don't, don't you dare! <laughs> don't you dare put Matthew Stafford in the same stratosphere. With the goat Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, okay, Aaron Rodgers. Oh, Aaron he's going to he make the. Gonna, he's going to he make not a Hall of Famer. Is he not going to be a Hall of no, Famer, Jay? Oh no, no, he's not. Oh, oh yes, he is. Not. No, he's not. Oh, you yes. you name me a season where Matthew Stafford finishes top five, top f- not the best. You name me a season where he is top five in the league as best quarterbacks in the sport. You name me last, last year. Last year, he won the fucking outside, Super Bowl. Outside, outside of outside of last season, 2015. That's season. called it. 20, 20, 20, 20, You take twenty twenty one of fine. I grant you. You name me one season. You name me. Like you said find the me two, an MV, you 2015. Find me a, the one year he find, he threw for five thousand yards and forty touchdowns for the Lions that year. 
I don't remember what year it was, but that was you, that. 2015. Okay, fine, you give me two seasons. You give me, okay, two seasons. Two <laughs> he was seasons. also in Detroit. You got to factor that in. Two, two seasons. You can, we, you can find a plethora of quarterbacks that have had two great seasons. You find me an all-pro. You find me an MVP. Hell, you find me more. The guy has, and they and they give Pro Bowls out like 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 Halloween candy. <laughs> The man has only had one Pro Bowl honor in his career, and they give those things out like Halloween candy trick-or-treat. He's had one Pro Bowl, one, one Pro Bowl, zero All-Pros, zero MVPs. I mean, here's, here's his career. He's he, Congratulations, all-time Detroit Lions. whoop the damn do Here's his accolades. Super Bowl champion, comeback player of the year, Pro Bowl. Very good, not not great. He's not great. Okay, but to put you also have to factor in with these with these voters. They're going to factor in. He was in Detroit. I, they can't I, even get clean I water there. I don't care if he was in Detroit. Damn it! It wasn't. And it wasn't all of the Ford family's fault that he couldn't win a damn playoff game. Okay, he had <laughs> Calvin Johnson there for quite a few seasons, and he and he couldn't even make it past the first round. Okay, so it's enough of the well, he was in Detroit. He played with one of the best <laughs> wide receivers in, in that the 21st century has ever seen at the position, and he couldn't win a damn thing. He's got zero all-pros. There's no He's coincidence. Zero all-pros, there's... zero MVPs, and one lousy freaking Pro Bowl. And he turns the foot. There and is he turns not over a coincidence. Like, like it's going out of style. And, he, and even if, even if you were to be nice, Nice and put Matthew Stafford in the Hall of Fame. He, he Matthew Stafford is in one section of the Hall of Fame, and Brady is on the is on a totally separate wing oh, of Canton. No so, doubt, and, and no Rogers doubt about is that. Is right in the middle. He's got he's got the awards and the accolades and the records that Brady has, but he doesn't have the rings. No doubt about that. But you also do have to factor in that the Detroit Lions had two two historically big retirements and young careers. Harry Sanders, generational talent. And Calvin Johnson, generational talent. That's not a coincidence. That's just the Detroit Lions being the Detroit Lions. I'll use fucking Shine's, Shine's fucking thing. The rebuilding since 1965, Detroit Lions. <laughs> but I, 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 I hear that. But Matthew Stafford, it's, not ne- never, not once. Never has been. If he if he had any balls and, and, and walked away, and don't tell he me. Been and do not tell me. Well, the argument with the passing yards. Okay, we at this point in time in the National Football League, where where if you sneeze on a quarterback, you get a five game suspension and get called with roughing the passer. Okay, we have to start grading the passing yards. And, and and the completions with these with these we have to put them within a with we have to like we have to raise the criteria with them we got to raise the criteria because in the day that in the day of the, of the NFL where the, where it's a pass where the rules are favored towards the quarterback and towards offense and specifically the receiving game okay the stats the passing stats that Matthew Stafford puts up. It's, it's a drop in the bucket. It's like spitting in the ocean at this point. Okay. Tom Brady is a great quarterback if you put him in 1990s, 1980s NFL football. Uh, Aaron Rodgers, one of the greatest talents to ever play the position that's won multiple MVPs. Okay. Again, Stafford, very good quarterback. He's not great. And again, the turnovers. You know what Matthew Stafford is to me? He's a poor man's version 
of he's a poor man's version of Brett Favre. What he is, and Brett Favre's got, and Brett Favre's mm-hmm. got got the records to back him up, and he's got the MVPs. But, man, Brett Favre back to back. I think what did Brett Favre win three MVPs in a row? Matthew Stafford yeah, can't. Even, got, Matthew Stafford can't even make more than one Pro Bowl. Yeah, he's also got the losses to go with it, but yeah. Well, that's another <laughs> <story>. <laughs> but I, I listen in my book. If I'm, I'm not saying he's first ballot, definite, going to be in there. Everybody's going to be unanimously sucking his dick and, and clapping up at, at over there wherever the fuck they're doing the ceremonies this, this time. Right? Canton, Ohio. Yeah. Canton, Ohio. Yeah. They might move it because the NFL likes to fucking bring everything to every different city for whatever fucking reason. So the point is, is that they will he'll be in. He might, he's definitely not going to be first ballot. Definitely he not going to be first ballot. And he'll, he'll probably be fourth, fifth, maybe. He'll be on there for a couple times and everyone will be like, you know what? It's a light draft class. You know, we got we got fucking Nick Foles up. We got this guy up. We got the you know. It's time. Let, let's put him in. This just he's let's ne- put him he's in. he's never led the league in passing yards, passing touchdowns, or completion percentage. Never. I get it. He, he but, should. But, he should not but, touch a place that way where the where the breeze. The Rocklessburgers, the Rodgers, the Bradys, though though the the Peyton Mannings, right. you are not in the same stretch. I don't give a damn that you won a Super Bowl, okay? Brad Johnson is a Super Bowl champion, okay? Nobody cares. I'm looking at the body of work. I look at the body of work. I don't see Hall of Famer. I see very good. And the problem with the national, with a lot of these voters, is that they let everybody in the Hall of Fame, especially in football, and it makes me sick. The argument that yeah. he, Eli Manning, and Philip Rivers should be inducted in the can and should be looked at with the same reverence in their contributions at the quarterback position in the game to the likes of Peyton Manning, okay, Aaron Rodgers, and soon to be Tom Brady is another disgrace. Because all three of those quarterbacks, with the exception of Eli Manning, who beat Brady in the Super Bowl twice, can't hold any of those guys' bath water. Yeah, the defense beat them twice. I give the defense those, those, those Super Bowls. I give the defense the first one. Second one, I give it to Eli. Defense won the first one. They only put up 17 points, for God's sakes. <laughs> but the point, like, I, I, I just, I, the whole debate with conversation of, Hall of Fame worthy, not Hall of Fame worthy. Like, there's a criteria here. There's two ways to get in, in, into the Hall of Fame in baseball, right? Even with all these fucking Fakakta, mm-hmm. you know, stupid ass writers that that are just ridiculous. Three thousand hitter, right? Home run and home mm-hmm. and home runs, home run champion or, or leading or have setting a record that's untouchable. You're right. going, you're going into the Hall of Fame. And I'm right. So really, three. Yeah. So th- that's the way you could backdoor it that way, but also there's a back way into Hall of Fame for the, the NFL. You know, championships. You could have sucky numbers like fucking Eli has. Literally, literally, the most best thing about Eli Manning is a 500 winner in his career. 500, 500% win. Literally. That's the best fucking thing about him. And the fact that he's won two Super Bowls. He's getting in. He he was above 500 in, 
after like well above 500. Yes, he was no. uh, after that second Super Bowl. And then after. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But that, I'm saying when he finished career. Yes, I, I don't put that all on Eli. They dove. I always forget who the GM was, but built a horrible. Jerry Reese. Jerry Reese did a horrible job of sustaining that 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 Giants team after that second Super Bowl. Oh, I'm who say, fucking who? It's I'm just I'm just saying it's not all on Eli. <laughs> I'm not here to like say Eli's. Not, I'm not saying it's all on Eli either. But I'm not here to say he's the greatest quarterback ever. It comes down to the fact that you brought in Ben McAdoo. Your fucking whole team goes on a boat trip right before you're supposed to play the Packers, and then they all suck. And then, you know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what? Let's but, get into the game. Yeah, let's get into next week games. Um, to me, I, uh, this is probably if Josh Allen plays, this is the game of the weekend. Vikings and the Bills. You have the seven-one Vikings traveling traveling up to Buffalo. Um, oh can Kirk Cousins, I mean, and it's not a nationally televised game, so he should be able to show up. Can he show up and the Vikings show that they are a legit team? Because they've won seven games, but when they played a good football team in the Philadelphia Eagles, they got their asses handed to them. So can the Vikings continue to, yeah, to roll uh, on Sunday, Ruick? Um. Yeah, I mean, the point being is that they really have to get Justin Jefferson involved. You know that this was his first receiving touchdown since week one was last week? Yeah. He had one other one other touchdown, which was a rushing touchdown. Granted, he's putting up yards, but, like, you got to get that guy fucking open. It, it, you know, I, I, I don't know. They, 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 need, they need to get him fucking involved. A little bit more because I I know he's trying to be a team player, but you see it. He's getting fucking frustrated, and he's coming up with a fucking contract. So already, I thought he's only been. Well, I guess, yeah, I guess it's been three years. He's been yeah. in the league for a while, bro. A while. And I mean, before you go, Jai, they integrated T.J. Hawkinson to the offense real quick. He had nine catches for. Oh uh, yeah, they yards. did. So can the Vikings? What do you think? Can the Vikings go up into Buffalo and uh, steal one, Jai? Uh, you're damn right they can. Josh Allen day to day with elbow with elbow issues. You damn right they can. You damn right. You damn right they can. But like Ruick said, you know they gotta feed Justin Jefferson the ball more, especially in the red zone, and they gotta get him. I understand. You know you, you don't want to get all selfish and start counting well who's scoring touchdowns is than the other. Bottom line is is that when Justin when players like Justin Jefferson are scoring touchdowns more times than not you're going to win a lot of football games, and they're fortunate they've been able to win a lot of football games without him scoring a bunch of touchdowns. But you know games like games against Buffalo, you know that have those high flying stacked offenses. You're going to need to. You're going to need to. To your your wide receiver is going to have to keep pace with their wide receivers as far as scoring touchdowns is concerned, and you know you just gotta just get find a way to get Jefferson more involved. I'm not saying force it to him and make the game make the game plan all about him, but you know if if he's going you know eight straight weeks without scoring a touchdown, you're fortunate that you're winning games, and it's a blessing in disguise that you are, but. You got. He's got to get. He's got to get more. Just he's. He's got. Especially going up against teams like Buffalo that can literally outscore you to beat you. Kirk Cousins disappears. He's a fucking great magician. Let me tell you. He goes down the field for the first drive, does really good, and then you don't see him for fucking three and a half quarters. 
<laughs> I'm being dead serious. You're right. Like, like I, you watch Red Zone or anything else, you see, you see the first fucking drive. You're like, oh shit, they're gonna put up some fucking points today. And then you realize when it's, it's you're looking down, you're like, the four o'clock games are about to start. What's going on with the Vikings game? And they're back in, like they're in a battle all of a sudden because what the fuck? He needs yeah. to fucking step it up. But fuck her cousins, that fucking overrated piece of shit. All right. What the what the Kirk Cousins do to you? I Holy just can't crap. stand. I just I I can't stand the fucking fakeness about him. You like this? You like that? I know that he's a fucking. I know that he's like everybody says that he's a fucking wonderful guy and a wonderful human being, but like I I, I just can't stand him. I I just can't. Right. I I can't stand him with the fucking Redskins when he was with the Redskins. I was at that game. I was at the. You want to talk about a fucking game? I was at the the, the Sean Jackson return game for the Eagles versus Redskins. I was at mm-hmm. that game. Fucking Jason Peters and I, uh, one of the fucking uh, linemen got into a fucking defensive lineman for them. Got into a fight because they blind- Nick Foles threw a pick and the defensive lineman blindsided fucking Foles. Blindsided him. Oh, that was such a great fucking game. They were the people. I'm not even kidding you. From every which angle, when this guy was walking off because he got thrown off the fucking field, thrown out of the game. They were throwing shit from every angle. I'm not talking about like, like close to the tunnel. I'm talking about on the other side of the stadium. They were trying to throw shit. Fucking, they're <laughs> fucking nuts. They are nut jobs. Yeah, absolute nut jobs. But <laughs> it's just fucking nuts. But yeah, like it, like I said, they need to. Kirkens need to have a complete game here. Nope. I like the Vikings too. He's played well to begin the season. Yeah, he's yes. Well. Don't get me wrong. He's yep. played very well. He's relied on fucking Dalvin Cook a lot. He's 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 not making the, the the dumb throws, and he's not forcing the ball. Every time that I've seen him, watched him, he just goes down. He takes a sack. He's like, "Fuck it, I'm not going to force it." He, he took a bit, bit of a beating on Sunday, and still was able. Those that's what I mean. The, he he just doesn't throw the fucking. He just doesn't throw the ball up and hope. He yeah, just lay down. But he. Those two throws at the end of the game, the one to Jefferson and the one to Cook, were absolute dimes that he threw. Yeah. So people talk shit about uh, Kirk Cousins sucks. He he is a more than serviceable quarterback in the NFL, and especially if Josh Allen does not play on Sunday, I think the Vikings should easily should be able to go up into Buffalo and win this football game. I don't they say should, easily. They, you know, Don't. They should, they but should. we'll see. They should, but it's still, it's, it's you still have to respect the I still fucking respect the, the Bills, the Bills but defense. It's Case Keenum. If you're, if you're the Minnesota Vikings and you're seven and one, and you have Super Bowl aspirations. You forget, you forget the last time that those two played. The last two that those two won a game, Case Keenum and fucking Stephon Diggs was the was the yeah, uh, the Minnesota Miracle, Minneapolis Mar- Miracle. Yes. Minneapolis that, Miracle. I did not think about that. That's a good, that's a good job. Let me I tell you, about I'm going to say this right. If you are the Minnesota... And then they went to Philadelphia and got the ship pushed. Listen, you're the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> you had to squeeze that The in. Vikings, and you have Super Bowl aspirations. Josh Allen isn't playing. You should be beating Case Keenum and the Buffalo Bills. Right. Right, All you right. should. You should, but but stranger things that happen. Yep. All right. Next, let's get into, real quick, your favorite team, Roick, the New York Giants, off the bye, play host to the Houston Texans. Um, oh, okay, just real quick, can it... Houston's winning this game. I'm calling it now. I'm calling it fucking now. Houston's winning this game. Davis Mills knows how to fucking beat, uh, play, play very well against them. Brandon Cooks is back. They're going to win this game. Okay. 
Xavier McKinney's out for the fucking for for six weeks, four, four to six weeks with a fucking what a dickbag going to fucking Cabo and flipping a fucking ATV, you jerk off. How about staying home, going to Florida, go sitting by a fucking pool? I know. What you a, fucking jackass! What, what are you doing? In in <laughs> Mexico, again. flips flips a Can Am and break breaks his hand. He's on the IR. Um, fucking idiot. Ja- I love it. I love it. I fucking oh, I know love you do. it. Jai, can can the Giants get right, or or is this a trap game? Uh, the Giants should get right, but this is a but again, this is a game that if Brian Dable doesn't make sure his team has their heads on straight, and judging by that idiotic decision going on damn ATV during a bye week, I would be a little nervous as a Giants fan. But I think this is a game that'll be close towards the. I think this game will be seventeen fourteen Giants. Okay, come down to a field goal. I think it might be close too, but I think the te- Texans can't play defense against the run. And what do the Giants do? They run the football. It's Saquon Barkley and Daniel Jones. So I think – Control plays. the clock. All that sort yep. of stuff. And the Giants' defense does enough to, you know, keep their team in a football game. And I, I think the Giants win it. At least at a clo- it, it'll be closer than it probably should be, but I think the Giants win. Um, next, Sunday Night Football, the Sunday Night Crapper, game of the week. Wait, 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 wait. Before you go there, you, you, you skipped over one game. We're not going to go into it, but, but it has to be mentioned. The first ever game played in Munich, uh, Germany. You talk, all right. That, it's a 9 o'clock game. I, I, listen, this is going to be interesting because I want to see, see all these fucking hosers out there with their leader hosing on and their fucking clogs. All right. It's going to be October. <laughs> it's the end of October. October fest. What is football? Yeah. Where's the soccer? <laughs> You might get a lot of Americans. So just you know, you might get a lot of Americans there because we do have a big contingency of military military personnel in Germany. That's true. That's true. Hate, 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 hate the international games. I can't stand it. I love it. First of all, how much of a fu is it to the NF from the NFL to the Seattle Seahawks fans? Can you imagine waking up at six thirty in the morning local time <laughs> to watch oh, to yeah, watch so, to watch your favorite t- to watch your favorite football team play six thirty six thirty in the I sure the people that'll do it, but I mean really wake up at six <laughs> so just imagine Hawaii. Yeah, but that's Hawaii. I mean, but you, but you live in Hawaii all the time. That's what you're used to. Like you said, like you yeah, said, uh, if you're in, living in Seattle, you're used to eat ten o'clock. If they have a one o'clock game on the East Coast, you know, I know. What you're but again, about, waking up. But again, waking up at and like, and you know that you know there ain't going to be a lot of Seattle fans that you know hit the alarm at six twenty-five and pop up. No, like there's there that they have you know that are there are Seattle fans out there that are going to need like a good half hour, forty-five minutes to an hour to wake up, get themselves together, get themselves awake. So you're talking about waking up at five forty-five, uh, six o'clock in the morning. For Hell yeah, crack a beer. Let's I fucking hate, go. First of all, a I'm not a morning person. <laughs> B that's just that's that's terrible. Why? So you sit up here and and we can send our NFL network crew to to frolic around Munich, Germany. Who cares about the hell yeah international games? Go get some schnitzel. Play the games inside the United States. I I hate the international games. I hate them. I hate the fact that at nine thirty in the morning on the East Coast, <laughs> let alone six thirty out west. I can't. Oh stand. fuck! Fuck the, fuck the West Coast. How many it. fucking games do they get to get up and fucking be like? 
like, oh, yeah, we'll get the fucking sit here. You know, 10 o'clock, 12 o'clock, we're good. Let's go. Fuck them. They get all the fucking late games. They, 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 by the time Sunday Night Football's over, they're eating dinner. Give me a fucking break. Fuck them. Get <laughs> up and so sit. Good. You really want to be a fucking real thing? Get up at 6 o'clock in the morning and go watch a football game. Give me a break. Fuck the West Coast. Sorry, Mike, if you're still here. <laughs> <laughs> I Mike left like 45 minutes ago <laughs> to, again to go eat aforementioned dinner because around this time on Sunday night, Sunday night football was over with and we finally get done listening to uh, Collinsworth break down the uh, next week's matchup. But I hate the national games. It messes up the player's body clock, the body schedule, they, not to mention the fans lose a home game. I, I, I hate everything about hey, it. I wish they'd do away. They get to play on real grass. Oh, which That's we fair. talked about that, but but it, I, but, the, but but it's a Bucks home game anyway. Yes. They they play on they play on That's real grass regardless. So we talk, I know we talked about it briefly. The study showed there is not an increase in injuries between turf and grass. It's a, it's the same amount. So there there is no difference. I saw that. Who's running this? The Mueller or fucking? No, that was just, it came doing? out today. I saw while I was <laughs> watching the TV. I, um, I don't like the international game either, but. Like, uh, fuck you! No, I don't. I said I don't like it. I fucking love it. I, can't I don't. Stand but like Adam Shine has been saying for years, there's eventually going to be a franchise in London. We will. No, there won't. Yes, no, there, there will be. be. Yes, there there, will it be. won't. It won't be. First of all, if the players union ever agree to that, shame on them. Second off, it is practically damn near uh, logistically impossible to, for them to have a full to make it work for a continuous basis to put a team in Europe. I pray to God that I do that. I don't see an NFL team in London because if there is, knock on wood, I'll scream. Why? This is, I think you, it would work logistically in that. Whatever team goes out there to play them in London, they get a bye week the week at you know the week after. So. The NFL didn't even want to give an extra bye when they added an extra game. They said they said screw you players, play the seventeenth game, yeah. and still get one bye. But I'm saying they'll get the bye week after they travel to London, yeah. right? They'll play the game in London, then the week after they'll be on bye. And I think how you do it is yeah, you I'm do it. like the first four or five games of the season. The London team is in the United States on the road, but they have a home base of operations. And then, then they're in they London, well just, they're in yeah. London for like two and a half months. And that's when you do everyone with the buys. And then the last, you know, four games of the season, they play in the United States. And but is like, that, but is that going to be fair though to their families, you know, moving and hopping and skipping and jumping across the United States and Europe to all to make Jerry Jones's old ass more rich? I mean, come now. At some point we got to be feasible. <laughs> we got to be logical with this situation. Not to mention that 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 there's cities within the United States that are more deserving of of the NFL franchise yeah. than freaking London. Well, I mean, you can you cannot convince me that London and Munich, Germany are going to be deserving and are going to be staples to hold down NFL franchises for the foreseeable future. The only places outside the United States that I want to see a football team is Toronto and Mexico City because it's logistically feasible. I don't I don't want to see enough I don't want to see a team in London. I don't want to see a team in freaking Munich. I don't want to see a, a team of Saskatchewan. I don't want to see a team <laughs> in South Korea. Seoul. Uh, I don't want to see a team in 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 in, in, in Shanghai. I don't want to see a, a a football team outside of the North American uh, continent. I don't want to see it. Maybe not, but I'm telling you, with the money with the money that they can make, it's going to happen. It, 
it's going to happen in our lifetime, Jai. Maybe not in the next five years, but in the next and 20 run, years, and, it'll happen. And they'll run themselves into the ground, and uh, oh, I'll sit back and say, I told you so. Because if the NFL doesn't stop with their greedy asses, they're going to bite off eventually more than they can chew, and they're going to they're going to uh, lose uh, you know, money as a, as a result of it. But, I guess we'll see. Know, what do I know? All right. Last two games. Like I said Sunday Night Crapper. 820 right here on Spotify Live. Hang out with me and Crapper. Chargers and 49ers, this should be a very good football team. And uh, this is a potential Super Bowl matchup. Ruick, how good are the Niners now with McCaffrey will be fully into the, you know, inundated into the system and they're getting a bunch of players back from injury and can the Chargers continue to win like this without weapons for Justin Herbert? Uh, he'll be just fine with with them. You know, he's throwing, running, and pass and catching touchdowns, so <laughs> he'll be just fine. Uh, the Chargers, no, they can't. Fucking, they need they need help. They need help because fucking Justin Herbert. Chargers has, need Jesus. Is still exactly is still fucking hurting from that rib injury. Mm-hmm. And you know Keenan Allen's not doing him any fucking good. Mike Williams is on the IR. What, what the fuck are you gonna do? I, you know, what the fuck is he gonna do? Cheryl Ever can't fight. Is it was on fire, and then all of a sudden dropping balls left and right. The only saving grace that they have is fucking Austin Eckler. Yep, that's it. That's all I got. Oh. Like literally, they, like this game. This game should be a blowout, an absolute blowout wow. for the fucking for, for the, the Niners. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Absolute blowout. Is this Jai? Is this the beginning of where we see the 49ers like make a run to like, hey, we are a Super Bowl threat in the NFC? If they want to prove to the world that they aren't a paper tiger and that they aren't frauds, yes. But the problem is that the 49ers have these games where they, you know, when everybody thinks, okay, they'll beat them, you know, they'll show up, they'll put together a good performance, and they'll win by two touchdowns in their sleep. And then they're fumbling all over themselves, and Jimmy G is throwing the football to the wrong damn team, and they can't move the ball down field worth a lick so the the 49ers got at four and four they again they, and like Ruick said this is a game that they just got to go out and just kick ass and take names because the Chargers are just so there are five they're a five and three football team but there's so many things about them that I don't like head coach the head coach being one of them and the fact that Keenan mm-hmm. Allen be never plays is a second it's just mm. I, it, I honestly have no idea who the hell is going to win this football game. I really don't. Yeah. I, like I said, I think the Niners should win. Like I said, I do not like Brandon Staley. I think wh- whoever's in Chargers management should be fired because you are wasting Justin Herbert. Wasting this rookie contract, they, they should be, you know, yep. in line for winning Super Bowls. And Staley is not the answer. And you need to get a new coach. They need to get a new coach in there. Uh, maybe a nope. Sean Payton. I, I don't know. You know, I think he'd be oh, a nice love that. fit. I'd fucking love but, that. You know, I but, still want Sean Payton on standby in case Zach Taylor fouls up the second half of the season. <laughs> You're ready. Me personally. Yeah. Well, we'll see. Um, last, uh, Lastly, we get Monday Night Football, Commanders, Eagles. Rook, are you worried about Heineke and the Commanders? <laughs> Fuck yeah, I am. Fuck yeah, Why? I am. I think he's a baller, bro. Oh my god! He, Shout out Heineke. Bro. You just be talking up these guys to like. To oh, he's a fucking animal, bro. He's a fucking animal. He's comp- he's a competitor. 
He's got so much fucking drive and so much heart in him. Are you kidding me? Look at what he did to the Colts. Look at how, how well he fought against the fucking Vikings last week. Yeah, he was with so that good. fucking team and that fucking coaching staff. He was so good. He was able to use the official as a pick downfield on his throw. Boom. That. That, it's fucking brilliant. Yes. Brilliant. Oh, my God. What about you, Jai? I'm telling you, I'm telling you this game is going to be a lot closer than the last game. Okay. What do you think about the Eagles and Commanders, Jai? Wow, speechless. Uh, speechless. I'll say, oh, <laughs> it's just, well, you got to think about it because it's like, you know, I I got a weird suspicion that the that the Commanders might knock them off. I just like because yep. like this is Told a you. game that historically the Commanders. Really, since like 2020, this is a game that they find a way to win. Like, th- like with all the commotion and like with all of like the foolishness, like we forget the Commanders beat the beat 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 down uh, and not put together a nice little beat down on the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers last year at home. So the, this is a command. You know, again, I hate the. This is a commander's team that's a fuck around and find yes, out team. Yes, and you give them a chance, they'll make they'll make you pay for it. So it's I I I see the commanders winning in in a nail biter. I honestly really do because Heineke is just that type of dude that where mm-hmm. you laugh at him, you doubt him, you give him an opportunity, and he's going to make you pay. And Terry McLaurin, one of the most underrated wide receivers in all of football. So that that the, that brother can that brother is one of the be, one of the more more talented wide receivers that this game has to offer. And again, if the Eagles off the long layoff, now they had a short week with the Texans. Mm-hmm. This week is the exact opposite. With essentially the mini buy the Monday night game after the Thursday night game. If they don't come out and essentially theoretically punch the Commanders in the mouth, and that means taking the first half a kickoff, marching down the field, going up 7 nothing, getting a takeaway, going up 14 nothing. If they give the commanders an inch, and by inch I mean have, you know, keep the game open by a Ooh. touchdown or less, the Eagles could be in some trouble. The, the Eagles got to pounce on the commanders and, like, put them away yep. just quick. Don't fart around. Don't screw around. Don't sleepwalk. Just yep. put them away early. Like I better blink, and the score better be uh, seventeen to nothing. I want this game to, I want this game to be like the fucking game, which I hope that it is the Michael Vick game on Monday Night Football, yeah. where he just fucking first play, first play out of the fucking gate, he drop, he drop back, fake the ball to fucking Shady McCoy, and just launch that ball 60, 70 yards in the air to fucking Deshaun Jackson, and that game was over from that yeah. point. Well, we hope so. That's the type they, of game it's got to be. Should be. Eagles should exactly. beat them. But like you said, it's, those division games are very crazy. I want to, real quick, I was scrolling Facebook. Look, Week 10 power rankings, according to senior NFL writer Pete Prisco. I don't know who the fuck this guy is. But some Pete Prisco, somehow, Ooh. after the Jets beat the Buffalo Bills, you're only 14th in the power rankings, and you have teams... Like the San Francisco 49ers at four and four, and the New England Patriots at five and four ahead of you. How it makes no fucking sense. Just the disrespect. Disrespect on the fucking New York Jets name. That's that's what I want. Um all right. That does it here for us. And I just saw this I I just saw this come across 
Hopefully Evander Kane of the Oilers is okay. He's going to miss three to four months. He was cut on the left wrist by a skate blade. That I could not, I don't Slip. want to see that because I'm sure it's dirty. Yeah, I'm dirty sure that that's blood. disgusting. It happens. Yeah. It fucking happens yeah. in hockey. Oh, speaking of hockey, what happened? What happened is let me what tell happened? you this, Rook. You, you bring in you bring in Halak. He can't fucking win. Shesterkin. He can't fucking win. What are you gonna do next? You gonna bring Lundqvist out of fucking retirement? Well, here's what I'll Stick say. him and go. Rangers are having a problem with yeah. closing out uh-huh. games. We're up. Up 3-1. And the Islanders have a problem with winning yes. them. But also, I was at the Devils game last night. For I got free, yeah, I got free tickets. So, um, you know, vet, much vet, Calgary? vet went, you know, got some free tickets. So we went. Um, let me tell you this, Roik. And this is, you know what, Rangers, whatever, <laughs> we might suck. But we live, whatever, we live rent-free in the yeah, Devils' heads. Because let me tell you, I'm at the game. And this guy is it? We're in the food line, and I see this guy. He's got a New Jersey Devils jersey on, customized with the number ninety four, and writes "Rain" and it's "Rangers suck" on the jersey. Like, yeah. really? That that's the jersey you want to get is ninety? You want to remind yourself every year how in nineteen ninety four we won the Stanley Cup, but the Rangers suck. That that's that's what you want to do? Because <laughs> I'm going to tell you this. No New York Rangers fan is getting a Rangers jersey customized with a 9-5 on the back and saying Devils suck or whatever the years the Devils won the Stanley Cup. No, no. Oh, don't, Rangers- don't give me that bullshit because how many fucking, how many times have we went to the fucking garden and we hear, uh, Putin okay. sucks, but, Putin but no, sucks. No give me Rangers a fan is getting a Rangers jersey with an 8-0, an 8-1, an 8-2, an 8-3 and writing Islanders sucks. On the back. Give me a fucking brick. Like, really? That's what you yeah. want to do? Jai. Jai. Yes. You, yeah. what, is it, what is the football team you hate the most? The Pittsburgh Steelers. Are you, are you getting a Bengals jersey <laughs> customized and putting, what was the last time the Super Bowl? 10? You're putting a 10 with Steelers The last time the Steelers won a Super Bowl, it was 2008. So you're getting, are you getting a, a 0-8 jersey? Bengals jersey that says Steelers suck. No, no, no. no. Come on, fucking loser, faggot, loser. Listen, listen. That's what that's that's hockey, baby. Uh, No Rangers fans doing that shit. I tell you that. Oh, they don't even don't even fucking. They do the chant. They might do the chant, but no Rangers fan is getting a Rangers jersey with a fucking eight one and says Islanders suck on it. Okay. No, they'll just harass the shit out of you when you're fucking in Penn Station after you just kick the shit yeah, out probably. of them. probably. I got harassed a little bit last night. Yeah. Not too. Actually, <laughs> not really. I, like three three people. That was, oh, Rangers suck. Okay. Aren't listen, you happy that the listen, Devils won? The Islanders, the Islanders are the best. The Islanders are the best fucking third period team in fucking hockey. Yeah. Two, ga- two games, two nights in a row. Down 3-1. Come back and win the game. As the game, game Rangers should have won, but hey. I just play better. Yeah, than no shit. Team. And I don't want to hear. And I don't want to hear any bullshit about about. Oh, it should have been a tripping. Don't let the Islanders get back into the game tied up. <coughs> no, I'm not, I'm not complaining at all. So you have. Eager, no, I heard a lot of Rangers. Well, you fans. got Igor Shesterkin, who's supposed to be the best goalie in the NHL, and suck my two, dick, Shesterkin. Anyway, you got a two goal lead, suck and a Shesterkin. All right, Igor on these nuts. All right, guy. <laughs> any last thoughts before we sign off? <laughs> 
Just keep winning, baby. Keep that fight. Keep that fire. Keep the, the third and second. Let's go, Islanders. I'm, wa- I'm waiting. I'm waiting until Ruick can speak about the Eagles the way he talks about his beloved Islanders. That's what I'm uh, waiting on. Yeah, there ain't no, but he doesn't talk. But, right? Five seconds. Nope. But there ain't no, but no, oh, they suck. <laughs> Listen, when you got a formula, you don't fuck it up. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Um, what What do you got, Jai? The Bengals are on a bye week, so nothing I got to say about them. We'll talk about them come next Wednesday. Thank God to give me a break with them being on a bye. Uh, I just, uh, <laughs> you know, the Ravens are off. The Bengals are off. There's not that many great games, so I'll just, you know, pick and choose my spots with football. And uh, for, What, Colts Saints doesn't no, do for you? God, no. Uh, and see how Jeff Saturday does <laughs> at, with his coaching debut with the Colts. and. You know, go from there, I guess. I mean, pretty uh, timid uh, week 10 schedule, to be quite honest with you. And my team being being off is a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing because I don't have to stress out about them, but it's a curse because what the hell do I have to watch? And then the my hometown team, not home, not home, not hometown favorite team, but hometown team just because I live in the area, the Ravens are also off. So, you know, it is what it is. Football is football. We'll watch. Yes, we will. Go ahead, plug your show, Jai, before we uh, take off. Host of the Amatelicatelius podcast, new episodes coming at you on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, uh, every Tuesday and Friday during the football season. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the J Shield. Follow the show on Instagram. That's newly verified, by the way, uh, as latest mm. as today. It's not that big of a deal. I, I paid for it. Uh, so it doesn't hit as much, but thank you. Nice. Uh, you can follow the show. The new verified Amatel, I can tell you, is a podcast Twitter <laughs> account at Amatel underscore it T-I is. All right. Awesome, Jai. Congratulations on being verified. Beautiful. I was just a simp just to pay the $8. It ain't that much of an accomplishment, but thank you. It is what it is. All right. Um, make sure you guys <laughs> check out. This Sunday, Sunday Night Crapper, me and Crapper will be watching this Chargers and 49ers game, 820, right here on Spotify Live. Come and hang out with us. Uh, make sure you check out the Toilet Bowl Club with our buddy JP, Saturday, 7 to 9 a.m. Eastern Time on the Podbean. And then we'll be – not a religious show. And we will be not back a religious show. here next Wednesday for the Wednesday Night Tailgate, 630 Eastern Time on Spotify Live. So – for Jai Shields, for Mike fucking Ruick, I'm Drill Sarnzi, and this is the Wednesday night tailgate where the tailgate party never ends. Enjoy the games this weekend. I know I will because I do not have to stress about the New York Jets playing as they are on by, so I can just sit back, watch the red zone, have a great time. Sunday so tickets better, but go ahead. Yeah, it is what it is, but I'll just enjoy red zone and let let John Hansen take me through seven hours of commercial Scott. free. Scott. Scott, sorry. Scott Hansen, seven oh, hours of commercial free football and he let me let him take me through the action so enjoy the games this weekend we'll see you guys next week peace